Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 194. Hello out there, <laughs> I'm your host, Elliot Jerry Neal, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And here as always, except when he's not his BT Calloway. Oh, hoi hoi. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. Of course, this is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. And now, finally, Joe Biden has been sworn in as president, and I feel comfortable doing a trio of very political <laughs> whoa, episodes, whoa, whoa, the wait. commentary on right wings and Republicans in general. What am I waiting for? Well, I mean, I know he's sworn in now, but will he be sworn in by the time they're listening to this? Uh, who knows in this crazy... No one really knows how time works. Mm. It's a mystery mm. to us all. But yeah, as we're ramping into the last year of the podcast, like I was just like, oh, thank fuck I don't need to review these episodes while Trump is still in power. Dude. I, I just feel a little bit more comfortable, as much as this episode has already started making me feel uneasy. Yeah, yeah, this really kind of hit my triggery points. I don't believe in trigger points, but man, it was uncomfortably like the last four years mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and i was talking about this with um a big fan what do, what do i want to call him big dan it was a big dan Who actually are we talking about? dan dennis uh, i was ex- ah, the, dental uh, hygienist. the it, dentist apprentice <laughs> yeah friend of the show dan dennis i was exchanging a couple of emails with him and sort of mentioned that i didn't have an idea of what to do for the hd era mm-hmm. obviously your home will see the titles of what episodes we're covering today but i was like yeah what do i do for the hd and he's like oh yeah there's this episode and i'm like dude thank you this will yeah. fit in the theme so well wow. cheers dan dennis i'm sorry we keep referring to you as a dental hygienist slash apprentice yeah i'm i appreciate what you've done man and i'm sorry that i am the way i am from one dan to another <laughs> and yeah of course this episode in question is season 23 episode 10 politically inept with homer simpson first released in january of 2012 wow it was directed by mark kirkland written by john frank yep in this episode homer becomes one of those Fox News blowhards and starts like the gravy boat head hat movement and Mm -hmm. Ted Nugent Mm -hmm. is going to be running for president Mm -hmm. with his Mm -hmm. endorsement. Mm -hmm. Guys, what did you think? Horrifically like forecasty of the future. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, it was from eight years on. I'm just, I'm just, I was stunned and horrified at the parody that reality became. So I guess around this time it would have been, especially in production, this would have been leading up to the 2012 election. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And yep. so around this time, yeah, we've got lots of people on these sort of Fox News places. I think this was peak birtherism. Oh, yeah. Alex Jones yeah. was king. Was, uh... He was on track to become the next president before like <laughs> his stomach split open and Trump erupted like a... <laughs> yeah. But now let me just say, like, I had kind of a rough day at work, so I do want to thank both you and Dan Dennis for giving me such an awful, awful <laughs> episode. I, there is nothing in my head right now but the sound of a sharpening knife just slowly grating down that wet stone. I'm like, oh, God, I want to tear this thing to pieces, and I'm so happy I get to. Well, let's start out with you then, BT, and see if we can put that uh, sound effect of the knife sharpening into words. <laughs> what stood out to you? Uh, Elliot, the part that stands out for me is Homer screaming, hoard your toilet paper eight years <laughs> in advance. There's a whole lot of, you know, Simpsons have had so many episodes that naturally some of the things they predicted just happened to come true by pure happenstance. Yes. However, hoard your toilet paper in no other apocalypse fiction yeah. ha- that I've ever seen was a thing. And somehow, some way, the Simpsons got it right. Do you think it's because of this episode that it became such a thing? 
Um, I do now. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'd also like to read my final note. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Gretzky. Uh, to quote the late Larry King, ex- <laughs> expand on that. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. No, just by the end of this, I was so like, who even conceived of this garbage? Who took something just structurally nonsense and such an abstract betrayal of the characters that we know and love and decided to make an episode of just waste product? It's mm. insane. It is yeah. pure insanity. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Danny? What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I've got to say that the, the first bowel movement I nearly said the first movement <laughs> the first movement with like the plane stuff yeah. where he discovers his knack for being a grouchy old man mm-hmm. and bitching and ah I can't stop thinking about it you know I mm. yeah so once again tying in with an episode we reviewed previously that gave you the irrits mm-hmm. uh, all fucking plane bullshit like <sighs> I was, I, for a moment I was like fuck if I accidentally put on Lisa Sings the Blues this is almost <laughs> the same bullshit it's wild oh, yeah. And I really didn't like the cold open with, like, they all have to weigh their lug. Oh, oh, my luggage doesn't fit Mm -hmm. on. You better go through and remove anything non-essential. And we're just like, yep, I can see the next 15 minutes are going to be them naming Mm. non-essential things that they say are then essential. Which undermines the point the rest of the episode is meant to be that, oh, he stands for the common man. He's complaining about airlines. But it's like... He's carrying all this shit he doesn't need. Yeah. Surely it should be yeah. the airline that's being ridiculous. It's just, it flips its own point so many times. Sorry to interrupt. So fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, while well, I've got the chair. Well, yeah. I've got the pencil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the conch shell. I couldn't help but notice that as the credits were rolling at the start, there were like four executive producers, John Frank, mm-hmm. Ian Maxwell Graham, uh, someone else, someone else, someone else. And then there were like four co-producers. That doesn't make sense to me. It, like, If there's four executive producers, aren't they executive co-producers? Yeah, usually in from what I understand from American Writers uh, Guild, whatever it is, that... It is sort of built into a lot of contracts that, yeah, if they stick with a show as a writer for a certain number of seasons, then they get promoted to a producer credit, which mm-hmm. is yep. Yep. more or less in title alone. But, um, yeah. you know, paycheck. Yeah. Paycheck. But, like, executive producer, executive producer, executive producer, then co-executive producer. Mm-hmm. Surely that just means... We're also executive producers, so aren't they all co-executive You're thinking of this in terms of logic instead Ah, of, like, military rank? That's a solid... (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I remember looking... Assistant to the executive producer. I remember having this same thought in when I was watching a season seven episode of Parks and Rec, and basically all of, like, the main cast members are also being bumped up to some sort of producer status as well as the Mm -hmm. writers, and, yeah, it's just, who isn't a producer on this show now? Mm. So they've they've achieved like hero status or something. They've yeah. leveled yeah. up. Yep. XP gained. Well, and you know, producer is such a broad spectrum mm. term that covers so many things. Yeah. You know, I call myself the producer of Pop Fury Radio because it's just the easiest catch-all. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I sort it of counts. see producer as meaning you the money. That's generally exec producer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Producer just helps produce. But <laughs> anyway, but what, did, it's what was this moment that stood out to you for better or worse? Well, hang on. What was the moment for the sh- <clears throat> What was the moment for the show that stood up to you for better or worse? That's better. <laughs> had to get the rhythm. Yeah, you can't force the rhythm, man. You just got to let it happen naturally, mm. and then let Shag naturally find it. Oh, that yeah. bastard! <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to say in that opening airport bit, it just felt like there was one joke that I thought that could have been a Family Guy joke, where Homer goes through. We're going to have to give you a pat down. Oh, good. I'm really carrying tension on my shoulders, and then the guy actually yeah. starts giving him a massage, yeah. and then boom, cut. 
Yeah. yeah. I like the line, but yeah, the follow-up visual did not work. Oh, it's draining, isn't it? It's the show and tell thing. But yeah, to go from specific to sort of more of a broader point about this episode is that it feels like it really wants to say something, but it's just really lacking any sense of cohesion. And It like, feels so like a grouchy old man complaining, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember when airlines used to let people on the seat and go to the bathroom, and why do you wake me up to land and tied an onion to my belt? And- well, this is interesting because for me, in these uh, post-COVID days, this is like talking about the before times when, Ooh. quite frankly, airlines were kind of a bit shit, especially American airlines. Mm. Not necessarily American airlines, just American airlines yeah, in America. yeah. Um, which was like, ah, the before years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's even that great tweet that went around. It's like, airlines are sending me emails saying, rolling this together. But when my bag was 52 pounds, I was on my own. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, yeah, very true. Before when they had all the power to regulate yeah. travel, they did treat people like garbage. But I feel like airlines being a talking point was more like a post 9-11 thing. Isn't this 12 years later? Yeah, but it's still a thing. But just even in that, this episode doesn't know what it's doing because there's a part where Homie just stands up and yells, all I want is what anyone wants, preferential treatment. It's like, uh, no, uh, four seconds ago, your point was you want to be treated like a human being. Yep, yep, it's, yep. It just it loses its own plot was so amazingly quickly. Was that a point about how quickly. like if everyone gets preference, then no one's getting preference? Mm. Also, like every bite in this scene is just like one more grumpy old man. Like when he mm-hmm. tries to fit his thing. Oh, it's so hard to fit suitcases in the luggage compartment yeah, which again was his fault and yeah. if, like have the focus to say yeah airlines do treat people unfairly a lot of the time and uh, he never they does get away with it because people don't have so the... desperate yeah, to pee I know yep. you mentioned that even in episode <laughs> that's the thing he locks himself in the bathroom and then like leaves even though he's in trouble and he, there's yeah, people waiting yeah, whatever, locks whatever. himself Garbage. in the bathroom with, a, with his walkie talkie <sighs> that's stretched like 5,000 meters mm. Mm. and then they got like not Colonel Clink um, Dear Marshal the air marshal, the air marshal yeah. who was um, yeah parody of um, pile Shazam, an old person. No, there's they even do it in uh, the Andy Griffith show. Oh, okay, uh, Andy Griffith, Ron yeah. Howard. <laughs> no, Andy Griffith, Ron Howard she was, was on hot. that show. Yeah, shut up. Ron Howard does a lot of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when Homer becomes one of these Fox News blowhards, it at least settles into a bit more of a groove, but it's still... No, it's still nonsense. It's yeah. so like, nonsense. Like, they're all like, oh, he started this movement to the gravy train. He's like, what do they stand for? What do they mean? They, he just makes a whole rant about America, cuts out California and another state I don't it's know because I don't know geography. Whatever. And then pulls gravy and puts a gravy boat on his head. It's, it's like, not a rant. There's no there's, point yeah, to there's it. There's nothing to it. It's I not... can see that kind of parodying that all these blowhards have no substance. Mm. But, but that doesn't ever feel like the point either. No. no. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. He learned, like, the lesson he learns is that being a Republican is bad. What is the lesson he learns, guys? I don't even know. Again, about this episode, like, it really wants to comment on so many things, but doesn't have a real way to cohesively tie them together. And I guess, like, just thinking about the context of the time, maybe it's a bit of Tea Party movement as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I can sort of think with the time and place of this. And Mm. the decision to include guest star of this episode, Ted fucking Nugent. What kind of guest star? I thought you were going to say former President Madison. No, no, that turns out that was uh, just an actor. Oh, son of a bitch. How many times are you going to get lied to? Actually, <sighs> is that one of the first times a dream sequence turned out to be a real? Ooh. That I remember, yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> shockingly, given how long this show has been on, but yeah. Solid point. Mm-hmm. Huh. I still have questions about whether that was real. Like, yeah, they hired President Impersonator, mm-hmm. but there were also like, 
12 other presidents that, that everyone yeah. else was there a lot of people the, for this yeah and they had the whole like old parliament house and they had the giant mm-hmm. and bill of rights uh, trampoline so many questions as to why this couldn't be a a dream sequence or a, a fake dream <laughs> so it many raises questions. too many questions yeah. yeah and like the decision to include ted nugent in this episode what the fuck was with that why would ted nugent agree to be the bad guy or did he see himself as the hero of the episode? Maybe they like smoothed it over by going, yeah, you're going to be the bad guy in this episode. But th- even Lisa will agree that everyone loves your music. Mm. That song at the end was garbage. Oh, truly awful. Wow. Both songs, the credits song and the other song. Yeah, yeah. Surely Ted Nugent didn't play slash write that. Mm. But apparently I, I, I can only assume he did. Mm. Oof. I don't. I oh, actually, sorry, I don't know if you wrote it, but yeah. So the end parody was like, yeah, something of Cat Scratch the Fever. Yeah. I don't know. Do yeah. any of you guys ever like Ted Nugent's music? I, or? I, no. I have not knowingly listened to it, so I cannot say either way. Yeah, I can't say that Lisa would like it. Why would the she? Why? No, it's self-loving stadium rocks garbage. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's because it's in the contract of the episode. Lisa has to say she likes it for Ted, mm. Ted to show up. Mm. <sighs> they have him butchering a moose. They have him firing children into yeah. head first into a. Yep. See, it's, it feels like they're just jokes about uh, these are the things that Ted Nugent does. He loves hunting, and yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't have any substance or really tying into the episode. And it almost gets there with commenting on. Republicans putting up celebrity presidential candidates, yep. Yep. which again, yep. weirdly pertinent episode in that way as well. Yeah, a bit of a shame about yeah. Trump there. But, you know, there have been celebrity presidents for 60 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since um, since Reagan. Yeah, and the whole sort of cult of personality thing. And also just, yeah, FYI, there is a photo of Ted Nugent and Kid Rock and Sarah Palin visiting the White House together. <laughs> Masturbating <laughs> over a pile of cocaine. Play count. Have either of you guys seen this episode before? God, no. There was this one time where I took way too much acid and snorted a pile of blow and I fell asleep in a burning American flag. And when I woke up, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Dif- different thing, man. Mm. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, that was a dream. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, season 23 has its moments. This isn't one of them. Oh, my, no. <laughs> so let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. We might have already done that. Ted Nugent. Yeah. Ted fucking Nugent. That was obscene. Arrows, the children being fired head first into the thing. Shoots Flanders in the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Drops a, yeah, whole elk on a table. Uh Probably not wacky for him, but whatever. There's a pretty wacky bit early on where Bart is sending up this video of Homer losing his shit yeah. on the airplane, mm. and he's mm. putting all these hashtags on it. He goes, hashtag classic Simpsons. No, it's not. No. <laughs> you silly kid. Oh, that's wacky. <laughs> and it shouldn't bother me, but it does. When the video goes viral, there's several different angles in that thing, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that's not Bart's cell phone footage. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He wasn't there for half of that. Some of those didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Those Rottweilers' teeth. Did you see those teeth? You pointed them out and <laughs> they were stupid. shit. Way to have stupid teeth, animated yeah. Rottweilers. Also, why do airport guards have massive fucking Rottweilers? Is that, was it, you reckon that was satire or do you reckon that was American security's like? Right well, in. in all they the do or- have dogs, to be fair, yeah. in, in America. I remember when we first landed uh, back in 2016, before the end of the world, <laughs> yeah, there was a dog that was like a police dog. I'm like, I really want to pat it, but I know I'm not supposed to, but yeah. look, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it and wasn't it, a roll wheeler. It was, uh, sniffing for drugs or something. Yeah. I, I think it's in Tasmania they have beagles as drug-sniffing dogs. That's a place in Australia for you viewing at home. Ah, yes, yes. You, you look it up on the map, it's the one that looks like the vagina. If you count that eyelid, it, looks, it doesn't look like a vagina. It looks like the pubic hair. All right. What vagina yeah. are you looking at? I, I don't know anymore. 
Anyway, explore <laughs> the map of Tasmania. It looks like a triangle if you took a couple of nibbles of the edge. Mm. <laughs> Delicious nibbles. Mm. Like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this episode just kind of goes through the paces, like, yeah. weirdly slowly and quickly at the same time. That um, I would say far too quickly, because for the first uh, half, at least, I was like, okay, this could be all right if you were at, you know, you're at 65 kilometers per hour or, you know, 14 hogsheads if you're in the mm. US. <laughs> uh, and you need to be at about 50 or 10. Yeah. It was very strange how dense it felt, and yet how empty it turned out to be. Just, just like the Republican Party. Hey. Well, just like Homer's rants throughout this episode. Dude, what was with that? Like, they kept making a point that he was having this massive argument with the host on set. I'm pretty sure there was no arguing going on there at all. Mm. I yeah. His rebuttal was like, people at home are all people at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a regular Joe, just telling it how it is. And they try to make a point with, like, Lisa mentioning that, yeah, symbolism can rile people up and all Mm -hmm. that. But, again, it's never... For what, though? For what purpose? Okay, he's inspired a a legion of people who put gravy boats on their head. To what? Of course, this is... We are recording this just recently after the Capitol Hill riots, where Mm -hmm. a legion of people with gravy boats on their head threw themselves pie first Yeah, but that was because there was all this uh, stop the steal kind of push, this whole idea that the the election had been rigged and taken from them and democracy is on the line. There's a point behind that. They wanted their clown back. They're all just... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They wanted their stupid-ass orange motherfucking clown who is too scared to fight me, for God's sake. I'm out of... (laughs) What has it been, three years since I made that claim? Mm-hmm. He's still nothing from that pussy-ass motherfucker. But this, he's got nothing. He's got no back. There's no point behind his whole rant. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, there's no consequences of the people getting riled up and, and anything. It's just Homer comes to the realisation that he's full of crap on his own and through this thing yeah. that he's not able to cry. And, and also, on the wackiness, Lisa just keeps appearing mm. at Homer's fucking Weird tapings. Eh? Don't know how she was suddenly... On what seemed to be like a green screen, like it had this vague "I'm in another dimension" vibe to it, mm. and then Lisa was just suddenly popped there, like it was in a dream sequence, you know? Yeah, yeah. I even wrote down Homer has a change of heart for no reason. He's yep. just like ah, oh, yep. and then yep. Lisa's like, but deep down, you know, it's like that's not no, because his eyes wouldn't cry. As- so how about the heart? Uh, Homer couldn't cry in the end. Republicanism. Bad, possibly uh, posturing, blowhard. To my previous uh, last note, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, what he sort of learned was that the Constitution was good and America was good, which is sort of what the Republicanism pro-blowhard America thing is anyway. Oh, Republican, America, good. Constitution, good. Well, uh, selective ideas of what the Constitution, you know, represents. Yeah. It's just like picking yeah. out the parts that you like from the Bible. Yeah, kind of like that. It felt strange to me. It, it felt does. strangely hollow, you know? I'm not sure what the lesson is. I'm not sure what their stance is right, here. That's thing. This isn't a completed episode. This is a, not even a draft. This is something you scribble down on a minty wrapper when you've got it's an idea. A fever dream. Yeah, it's all just nothing. It's so much nothing that it makes noise somehow. Yeah, and then pop. Lisa appears in your ear like mm-hmm. Mr. Axolotl or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, it was just noise and visuals and then it was over. But did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Is this the show we know and love? Are these the characters we know and love? Absolutely not. Mm. Like Homer's rant, oh. Homer has a long history of fun rants. They're usually directed at something or even if they're not directed at anything, they're from a place of emotion. Yeah. He's just like, 
oh, what this crazy country used to let us play football, now soccer. And then he has this whole thing about Irish commentators. Do Ireland even care that much about soccer? Well, actually, first he said, now I won't say racist things, but those Mm -hmm. fucking Irish... Yeah, yeah, pretty and, much. And proceeded to go on a racist rant. And there was a lot of weird racism in this oh, episode. Oh, man, back on the airplane. Yeah. Uh, now everyone, ethnic people, will open their weird food. Mm. Ugh, Ugh, weird ethnic food shot of five different ambiguous weird ethnic races that we can't be offended about because they weren't explicitly named. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes, we can. Yes or no, would you watch it again? Is there an alternative? Like having someone stab my toes? Am yep. I running a fever? Hmm. Of a hundred degrees. <laughs> well, it seems like the sort of thing that I'd put on and not realize I was watching it, you know? <laughs> I'd think it was hallucination if I saw that again. Yeah, if I I would put it back on just to yell over the entire, like, sound of it. Mm, wow, mm. angry commentary. Yeah, so it would, it would be very, a very weird commentary for this episode, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, I certainly don't want to watch it again, but I do want to think about what I'd like to change about it. And, yeah, just to peel that off, it's just I want Homer to actually have his movement do something inspired by his rants, mm. and that is the catalyst for him realizing, yeah. oh, shit, my stream of conscious ranting actually has an effect on people and yeah. yeah yeah the consequences of appearing as a personality who's just venting basically that's it yeah and realizing that all this has an impact yeah and i think you can keep that much neater like even you can probably keep the inspiration from the airline but that just needs so many more passes but yeah you've also got to cut ted nugent because then it becomes about something it else it should entirely. have been alex jones like or a stand-in for. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, clearly Homer was the stand-in for. Mm-hmm. But, like, if we're talking about the Fox News-style blowhard, mm-hmm. why is there none of them that aren't Homer involved, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or he should, like, see the others and realize what he's become, you know? See that, that his peers on the Fox News are all, like, believing it and then using the character as an excuse. He did say, oh, I'm just playing a character. <laughs> yeah, which is the Alex Jones excuse. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And... Like, there's a point to be made there. and Because we have seen in the past that Homer's good at riling up a, mm. a, a, an audience. Well, he's great with connecting the average person because he does speak very loudly to, you know, the common man. Yeah. And woman. So that's what you'd change about it, Chuck? Well, no. You know what? I think I'd like his followers to realize he had nothing to say. I'd mm. like, like... The American riots thing, everyone storms out and they and there's a huge angry mob outside waiting for his leadership. And yeah. he's like, so uh, I don't know what you guys want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for people to realize that he is just blowing hard. Mm. I feel like there should be some sort of com- up and s- should come or just like point out the folly, the hubris, the folly. There's going to be something there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, basically? Um, I kind of like to watch the network execs maybe, you know, provoke Homer a little bit. As yeah. in, you know, be all like, oh, but Homer, your taxes are getting increased so we can look after foreigners who are coming in as, as what's the word I want here? Uh, yeah. Asylum seekers. Now, Don't Homer, you hate need that? You it's like, oh, I do this. hate that. Yes. And then, you know, they're trying to lead him around. He's like, wait a second, I'm being led by these people. That's the opposite of what I'm all about. Yeah. You know, or some because its core concept is not bad. The idea that Homer becomes this talking head, Fox News, or, you know, right wing pundit, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. fits. He's, he's a, a loud guy who likes to talk a lot and has a lot of problems with the world. You know, mm. he's got a whole lot of problems. You're all going to hear about him. Absolutely. But to lead that nowhere, like, literally to ted nugent for some fucking reason mm, is just very strange stupid and annoying and this even before that we have problems but they're fixable yeah because even like you mentioning shag that it shouldn't have been ted nugent yeah it shouldn't have been a celebrity guest 
like as themselves. It should yes. be if you're going to have a celebrity cameo, they've it's got gonna, to be playing a character. No, it's it's going to like anti what you're allowed to say about them. Yeah, mm. it's got to be. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It should be someone that's basically a celebrity stand-in. That's a pinata. Someone you can beat until there's candy. Beat until there's candy. McBain. It could have been McBain. Sure. Well, I mean, that's then your Arnold Schwarzenegger stand in. He runs as a Republican, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, he's nice in real life for, yeah. for a Republican. Yeah, no, but, he's very much gone good guy against Trump. And Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we can't use a fake him yeah. who is a Republican to be. Well, that's, I think that's kind of where they went wrong in the Simpsons movie as well by making it Arnold Schwarzenegger and not McBain. Yeah, yeah that was but odd. That's for another podcast. Simpsons Index review the Simpsons movie coming soon. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll uh, figure out how. Coming eventually. All right. Well, we are here. Now it's time, and now it's time for our final, final notes. notes. Everyone's final, final notes. notes. <laughs> Shag, have you got any other notes? I do not. Beach, have you got any final notes? I do like there's a sign outside of the uh, Springfield Airport that says, Built for Olympics, we never got. Good sign gag. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good reference to the past, I guess. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fine. I do like when they're on the plane, they're like, uh, fellows, there was a jailbreak in New South Wales. We'll be delayed yeah. for several hours. Kind of like, strange. I, it's kind of strange, but I like that kind of, oh, there was a problem somehow related to your flight plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his flight from America to America. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit where Homo's trying to stay incognito because he's gone viral and Apu's like, oh, hey, Homo. And he's like, yep. how did you know it was me? He's like, oh, the mm. hot dog's been counterclockwise yep, in fear yep. of you. Yeah, <laughs> very wacky, but I did enjoy that as well. Yep. Um, Nash Castro's are like, yeah, here's this guy my kid said was important. It's like, yeah, that, that <laughs> feels like a lot of... Uh, uh, Homer keeps trying to like show how grassroots he is by throwing seed to like cardboard like chickens. chickens. Uh, I did actually quite like that, especially yeah. that whole kind of, I ain't no big city lawyer type. Here I am just feeding chickens like oh, the rest of y'all. Great. Yeah. It was great. They had a little chicken sound effect for the car- cardboard chickens. Yeah. The second, I can. Pi- what's funny is I can pinpoint when I gave up on this episode. <laughs> and that was when... You can slow down to the exact moment oh, yeah. where BT gave up. Uh, when Homer's just sitting at the dinner table, I was like, now kids, I know you've never seen your father cry. And I'm like, okay, where are you going? And it's like... Marge, do we have any more whatever gravy. pork chops? Gravy. Uh, and she yeah, gravy. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, oh for fuck's sake, He's I already know what cry. you're doing. Stop. He's gonna cry. It's so many of these jokes are telegraphed so just so hard. Uh, man. Like, Holy I, shit. The setup is bland to begin with, but then when you just I expected just a glance between Bart and Lisa, like, oh, yeah, sure. We've never seen that, Dad. Here we go again. Ah, uh, no. Uh, yeah, there's a bit where Homer's first having the quote-unquote dream, and a guy in a powdered wig rocks up. He's like, Mozart! Mm. I got a laugh out of that. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, he refers to all the founding fathers as aristocratic slave owners. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. but then when he looks in the window, he's like, what is this? A bicentennial lemon party? Fucking yeah. stop making lemon Seriously. party jokes. I did not need a reminder of not that. Not appropriate. And again, just for, you know, I feel like it really sums it up. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He's uh, right. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned it, but yeah, Nash Caster. We previously saw him on Bart Mangle Banner, which we yeah. reviewed a few oh. podcasts ago. And did not like. And the sound and camera guy yeah. cuddling up to home. Yeah, you guys know what I'm on about. And the Fox News whatever stand in uh, the liberal straw man. What'd you guys think of this joke? I put in heavy quotation marks. <laughs> a little too on the nose. Lil, I am. I will turn your children fine, gay because they do announce it that this is a straw man they have solely so you know right wings can look more informed and balanced than they actually are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So because they framed it like that, I'm. I will give it a pass. Homer's Halloween mask is just a yellow Shrek. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
It's kind of fun seeing Homer put on a Homer mask. I do like the idea of, yeah, wearing a mask of your own face. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it just it dragged out too long. Dad, that's just a Shrek. Yeah. Mm. They do that in Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all my notes. It's time to rank this thing. Now it's time. Wait. <laughs> on the Simpsons Index, we rank using a six-point scale, our patented skip skip point pale. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's starting to get hot. Mm. And uh, the scale goes as follows. If the episode was fucking awful and you hated it and you want to watch it burn, hmm, you give it a failure. But maybe if the episode was just, eh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes which The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Fail, 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 fail. Fail, fail. Yeah, man. Yeah. Danny. Fail, 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 <laughs> fail. This really felt like that time that I had like the flu and had a fever of cat scratch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Damn it, you made a Nugent joke. I know, right? I should put you in a stranglehold. Beach, beach, jump in. Fail. Hey! Um, it feels good to like fail something that I don't have any reservations about kicking into the pit of failure. <laughs> there is I'm nothing like, I want to say. It feels genuinely good to be like, I, I'm so justified in hating this. It, it had mm. a kick me sign on its back and it put it there itself. Yeah. Die. Die. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, good. It's fucking terrible and I hated it. Ah, oh, it feels good to hate. Ah, uh, <laughs> hateful catharsis. Does what that mean that we're thing? giving this... A unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the, the index finger. This will be the holy crap, the fifth episode from season 23 to get the finger. It'll be joining Mo goes from rags to riches. The story of Mo's <laughs> At long last leave. I don't even fucking remember that one based on title alone. How I Wet Your Mother, where oh, yeah. Homer's wetting stu- himself. Oh, and yeah. so then they do Inception. Yep, uh, yep, yep. And yep, also. Yep. Lisa goes Gaga. <laughs> oh, that was that was timeless. Back oh, in wow. the early days. Some contenders for King of the Pit. Down I know. There. I almost want to go back and see some of them again. Yeah. But oh, at long last leave. That's what we did in our hundredth episode. That's when the Simpsons are evicted from Springfield and uh, they hang out with Julian Assange. Oh, right. yeah. Wow, talk about more episodes that have commentary on things they just do not understand. <laughs> oh God, who needs this waste of space? Mm. Not me. All right, let's move on from this. And we're going to the teens era now, where we're going to watch an episode called But to the Future. Woo! Part one. Mm. Anyone knows what happens in this episode? Yeah, it's where Bart joins Dr. Frank and they go back and young Marge tries to have sex with Bart. Hey! But then she doesn't <laughs> and uh, he beats up Biff and uh, we just end up fine. All right. I'm let's... down. I'm down a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just hope Biff doesn't get that almanac. Oh, wait, that's Bart to the Future too. Anyway. All right, we'll Spoilers. be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 11, Episode 17, Bart to the Future. First released in March of Ought, it was directed by Michael Markentel and written by Dan Greeny. In this episode, Bart gets a vision of the future where he's a deadbeat in a band with Ralph and Lisa is the president. Mm. Guys, what did you think? You know, if you had asked me to rank this before watching it for the first time in maybe 10 years, I would have been mm. like, oh yeah, mm. silver, maybe even a gold. And I'm very surprised. I don't think it's going to get up to the gold for sure. No chance, uh, Maybe, bro. maybe even not even, I'm, I'm quite surprised. I did not enjoy this one as much as I remembered enjoying it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I was disappointed. Wasn't very funny. Little on the nose, like the whole American Indian casino stuff. Not cool, not exactly cool. Yeah, there were a lot of ugly moments, and I don't feel like the humour got 
above being sort of bland at best. I don't think it was a laugh out loud moment in the room. No. Now, to be entirely fair, we've all seen this episode. We all know the jokes. Play count. How many times have you seen this episode? Uh, several. Jag, was this a first timer for you? Or? No, 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 no. I've been here. I've been here. Probably thrice. Maybe a quadrice. But yeah, I agree with you, Paige, because this is an episode that I feel like I've seen a lot. And, you know, one of my philosophies in this podcast is the teens era isn't as bad as people say it is. But yeah, this isn't really doing much for my case. I was surprised. I really remember this being a lot more fun. Didn't seem to have a point. Didn't seem to try to go anywhere. Didn't pay off. Didn't make a lot of sense by the end. I mean, you think about something like the flash forward to Lisa's future, and that has a lot of heart to it. Yeah. This one is just some wacky stuff, and I guess it depends how much you like some wacky stuff. Is he supposed to learn a lesson after saving the day? Well, he clearly doesn't, because at the very end, Bart's all like, oh, I had the best life, I was in a band, and I had a scooter, and oh, you had some boring government job. But and I, and, and not... even at the end of the story, he's like, mooching slack away, save the day. Save yeah. the day, which is, of course, him lying to a whole room of diplomats yeah. that's going to buy them 10 seconds until they get home and realize that they've been lied to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Weird. But I mean, not everything needs to have a big point. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes even subverting a point becomes, you know, the point they make. It's like the great ending of the Simpsons episode. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yes. Even then, it was just like... Eh. Well, even when Bart goes, wait, why did my story about the vision of the future mm. have include Homer looking for Lincoln's gold? And he's like, yeah. well, the vision creators determined that that Plot story was, a little, yeah, was yeah. a little thin. And it's like, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, that is a joke I like. Like, I do like the idea of getting a mystic vision that for some reason has a B-plot. That's yeah. kind of funny. All right. Well, let's hook into the questionnaire. Shag, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Hmm. You know, it's actually kind of hard to answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ashamed, <sighs> but if you want. Yeah, go first. A weird part that I never really noticed before, and I kind of want to pick at it to dissect the entire episode, is a bit where uh, Lisa, as president, is uh, on, on the White House lawn talking to the Negro League of Death Ball. Yes. And I was like, and, okay, I think I get the concept of the joke, the idea that Negro Leagues used to be a thing in baseball, and so the idea that there's a future sport, but somehow, so that's like the They're still the catching part, up to... But somehow they've also regressed in a way the sense they've separated the yeah. leagues. It did but, have a follow-up about, like, yeah. desegregation of death sport. But then just, why then call attention to calling it the Negro League? Like, they've, yeah. they've done this before, and it has yeah. worked, I think. In uh, Homer at Bat, there's a bit where Mr. Burns is trying to pull great players, and he says, yeah. go to the Negro Leagues if you have to, because that's an old-timey reference, Mr. Bingo. Burns. Make. Way better. Whereas this, it feels like they try to have this joke about the future, but also having a weird regression. But it's, yeah. it, it comes the out. Things it, go around in circles. It doesn't tie to get. The only way to ex- make it better would be explain it more, and that would make it weird to stop yeah. and stare at it. Yeah. And, and sort of compiled with the rest of the jokes in this episode, that a few of them are like at times flagrantly racist. Yeah, a few of them. And mm. like it's when you stack them all together, it's like there's a weird was, racial element going on through this episode. It was just an odd element. And I suppose the other racist elephant in the room we do have to address is the fact they refer to it as an Indian casino. Everyone's yeah. Indians. Yep. To be in t- when was this released? Ought. Ought. 2000. Because so, I don't know at what point Native American entered the popular vernacular. And even now, yeah. Native American is not the yeah. term anymore. It's, I think, a first American or something like that is now the new term. To be entirely fair, the nature of how we refer to various peoples of various yep. cultures does change. Yeah. I remember being a kid, you said African American, you didn't say black, whereas now black is kind of the new accepted standard. Yeah. 
I think the whole Native American casinos is like an old bit anyway. Wasn't I, that more of a thing in like 60s and 70s? I honestly and... don't know. I think they still exist. I mm, think they came into mm. existence around 60s. I guess I'm not really I, in a position to comment there. Yeah. So my point largely being I'm mostly going to give all the, you know, references to the term Indian a pass because I think that was just where this episode was made and how I don't know again. But I don't, 2000s I, is still but, so recent. Yeah, it, fe- it feels recent, but again, the way language changes, mm, maybe mm, Native American wasn't in the popular vernacular. Homer yet. going, "Hey, know. how are you?" Though. Yeah, I mean, to be entirely prime. fair to that, it yeah. did set it up as, "Oh, don't be racist," but and then Homer does something racist. Ugh. Still awkward Ugh. and icky. But so when they get out riding, of jail, sorry, you go. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> fun. When they were writing this episode, Mike Scully was like, I'm paraphrasing, but mm. he said basically that they weren't sure if they should include it in the episode, but Dan Castellaneta's reading of it at the table read made everybody laugh. So they thought, oh. yeah, we're going to risk offending people. And it's like, uh, the racism was funny. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. It was funny <laughs> racism. I love racism. Yeah, and the whole joke about um, his brother Crazy Talk selling the fireworks. That was bad. Didn't like that either. Did yeah. not I'll, I'll like that like one. I'll like a follow-up button of, we're all a little worried about him. Well, just, uh, just hints of family drama. Yeah, but I don't know. It feels like, yeah, very surface-level uh, very... stereotype. Like him yeah. complaining about the laundry, how the That's bill cool. soars like eagle, and yeah. it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, very, like, at best cheap and yeah. at worst offensive. Man, so. that's it. It's an understanding of Native American culture from 100 years ago. Mm. From visiting a casino. Yeah, for real. How about you, Shag, for better or worse? What's a moment that stands out to you? You know what? What really sticks with me is Homer seeking Lincoln's gold, being like four score and six, four score and seven, and then Marge going, but you didn't start counting from anywhere specific. You just picked an arbitrary place and started counting. Mm -hmm. That's the worst, like, show and don't telling this joke. It was so ugly. Like, I mean, I'm okay with it. It was obvious he was just count like he was gonna just. I don't. I don't. I. Wh- wh- why it's did a she joke work? that I know that I've laughed at in the past, but mm. I don't know. Just maybe it's the critical watch that makes me a bit. Hmm. The, how did this joke yes, sit with while me? We swell our martinis. <laughs> but in. you didn't think. You just took a start. You just started counting. Yeah. I don't know. That's preaching to the audience because we did just see him start counting. You know. Well, we saw him get to sixty, a four <sighs> score and sixty, whatever mm. it was. I don't think he could count in scores. Mm. I think that'd be funnier. You know. Yeah. Does Homer know how many is in a score? Yeah. Question. It's 20 for everyone playing outside. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, four score. It's really hard to say fucking 80, isn't it, Lincoln? <laughs> it was the way they spoke back then. Like four mm. and 20. You don't say huh. 24, you say four and 20. For some fucked reason. Huh. Yeah. But now they're just 420 pies. Mm. Blaze it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> they're baked. Oh. Uh, swish. God. If uh, 420 pies wants to sponsor this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like... Lisa's like, so what can I do to reward you, Bart? Legalize it. Mm. Legalize it. Yeah. It's thirsty. <laughs> Mad thirsty. The weed? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Like, I think there wasn't any sign that he had interest in drugs throughout the episode. He was drinking beers the whole time. Yeah. Um, so it didn't, it just, no. It was just this, is, this is the early days of Simpsons' relationship with marijuana jokes, where they were a little yeah. bit more flirtatious with it mm-hmm, rather than front mm, and center mm, and mm, fucking mm. bad. Yeah, because that's it. Now that it's legal in some states, and Simpsons obviously live in a state where it is legal and widely recreationally no used. No wonder their writing's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame Pot, man. Pot's great. Not Pot. at writing. <laughs> oh, oh, what's we'll the moment that stood out to you for the better or for the, for the worst of the better of the worst? Mm. Well, I guess, you know, let's peel off the elephant in the room. Well, I thought um, we already did that. Let's we peel have, the onion off your belt. How many elephants are in here? <laughs> this is an episode of a lot of elephants. Are elephants the Republican animal? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. It's yeah. The donkey donkeys is a, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is the episode where Lisa mentions President Trump and oh, Simpsons predicted it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it should be stated that they were doing a joke based on the fact that Trump had a go at doing a presidential run in the year 2000. Yep. This yeah. is also referenced in the Rage Against the Machine video for Sleep Now in the Fire. Oh. Really? Yeah, there was a little thing on the internet I saw, oh, Rage Against the Machine predicted it's like, no, they were making a comment Based on something on the thing at the time. that actually happened. That said, Lisa did predict he would leave the country in massive debt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, like, his worst crime was encouraging the children, and, you know, this <laughs> understatement, man. But, uh, I do quite like, yeah, uh, the previous administration made the big mistake, uh, invested in our children, big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird dig at the free meals programs, just turn them into all a bunch of super soldier criminals. And yeah. Uh. Like, no, I'll, I'll take it for the riff of, like, the things we thought would be a good idea to help the community ended up backfiring in hilarious yeah. Yeah, ways. Yeah, I get I'll it. Take it. But now that I've had Trump and he doesn't do anything to help the country. It is a different world. Yeah. It is funny because like, you know, Trump is just a media whore and he also had a go at trying to be the Republican nominee in 1988. And also I think he had another run during the 2010s at some point. God help him. But Mm. yeah, the one in particular in 2000, he was running as a third party candidate for the Reform Party. Pat Buchanan would end up taking the nomination there. But yeah, Trump wanted to be president and he expressed desire in the media to have Oprah as his running mate. Buchanan. And among (laughs) issues that were important to him during this 2000 presidential run was fair trade, eliminating Uh the national debt, Uh And universal health care. Yeah. Ah. yeah, but it's Wild. not cool if someone else does it. Yeah. And also, this is around the time where he became friends with Roger Stone, and he was his, hired his campaign advisor then, yeah. and just a wacky fucking character in his menagerie that would yeah. stick around till today. I, I mean, he's a terrible person, but I love Roger Stone. Just photos of him are hilarious. He looks like he belongs in wacky races. It's amazing. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, like, what's that Troy McClure film, uh, the fantabulous contraption yep. of Ernold Baldong Humperdinck? Yep. Like, yeah, that's exactly what Roger Stone is. Mm-hmm. Has he- that Nixon tattoo on his back. God, he's a weird dude. Does he, he? a Nixon tattoo? Yeah. have you not seen this? Oh, my no God, I'm not even joking. Way. Hold on. Uh, of Nixon? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking, just, you know, a little portrait on his shoulder blade, or are we talking, oh. like, the full Steve-O back tattoo? That can't be <laughs> Closer real. Closer to the Steve-O. This Jesus, can't no, be real. come on. I'm bringing it up now. You ever wonder when... It's not as big in my, as it was in my memory, to be The fair. surrealist nightmare <laughs> turned into reality. It fucking is. <laughs> You're shitting me. Wow. Why the fuck? Because <laughs> he was uh, like on... He defended him or something? I yeah. can't remember. Mm. Yeah. It's fucking wild. He's the... Oh my God, these photos of him keep going and they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How is this man real? <sighs> so yeah, it's one of the things where Simpsons, you know, being around for so long, they say enough wacky things and of course our wacky, horrible present, you know, makes some of those come true by coincidences. This bleak, but- horrible future we live in. Don't you mean present? Oh, yes, of course. Man, I'm just glad it was essentially a throwaway line. The last thing you want is Trump turn up somewhere in an episode. (laughs) But I guess because Trump has always tried to be in the news and be in people's faces that Simpsons had made several references to him over the years. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, just finally on the whole Simpsons predicted it thing, like, there has been moments where I thought it was actively damaging, like, in the Capitol riots recently, there was an image shared around of Simpsons at the Capitol with Willie dressed up as yeah. that dude, and it's like, no, that is a fucking clear Photoshop, Simpsons didn't it's predict- It's a bad Photoshop. Yeah. 
this isn't something that The Simpsons predicted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah be more savvy, people. Yeah, to be Come fair, on. not as many people fell for that as have fallen for other ones. Because thank God, but even then, some did. It's like, come on, seriously. Yeah, well, any of these top ten Simpsons predicted it. So, like, mm. uh, grasping at straws at best. Anyway, that's my rant. Wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? There's a bit where Lisa hires her own brother, who's unqualified yeah. to do anything, to run like a member. Minister of cool. I know, to run an entire department of the government. I mean, a what kind department. of nepotism bullshit is that? <laughs> She'd be impeached immediately. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. So Love that was it. pretty wacky. Um, I've got to say, the future crap, least wacky part of it. I kind of like the... Dis- I always I, like seeing a dystopian future, you I know? I like the lines in passing, like Lisa's line is, uh, you know, we're going to focus on refilling the ocean. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, like, displayed as a bit banal and normal, though, at times, wasn't oh, yeah. it? It's like everyone... That's my it's, favorite future, you know, where... It's, it's the opposite of the, well, uh, as you know... Uh, you know, because there's that always line yeah. in movies and stuff where we need to explain something to the audience, but everyone in the room obviously knows. It's like, yep. well, as you know, I'm just going to repeat that we have a podcast we do with Elliot. Yeah. As you know. Whereas this was the opposite of that. That's just everyone knows this, so she doesn't mention how it happened or yeah. why. Just yeah. says, oh, yeah, we've got to refill the oceans. Yeah, same. I can't, I like that hover bus joke. You know, yeah. we're taking the hover bus or the regular council change, regular. It's like, yeah, the crappy past stuff still exists. Even mm-hmm. the beer was called Future Beer. That yeah. was great. I'd like that Duff had LED lights on can yeah oh, but jordan's anal corner uh, jordan's anal corner when he throws the can on the ground it immediately just turns into duff beer and so uh, do all the other cans well now that you've drunk it it yeah the lights are gone yeah it's no There's future no beer, beer to fuel it it's There's past beer mm. no future beer in it it's just the past yes yeah. yes yes right, you joke. take one all right take that me yeah. <laughs> Another bit of whack. Uh, when Bart sneaks into the casino by hiding in the Gabbo box, uh, mm. the guy who's being Gabbo has this line of, oh, he's in his little box pining away and gets yep. like a huge laugh. It's like, that doesn't deserve that much laughter. That's yeah. not that good. That's that's okay. Man, this was 2000s. People hadn't heard ventriloquist humor before. They didn't know there were only three I, jokes I, ventriloquists I can make. It. He's a washed-up ventriloquist by 2000. Oh, man. It's he int- was so excited that Gabbo turned into a real boy. I like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I wish there was more to that, because he just doesn't care when Gabbo yeah. walks off. He came to life. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course, getting the return of Gabbo after season four's Krusty gets cancelled. Mm-hmm. and Well, it's not actually the return of Gabbo. It's just the guy who holds him. We don't get any Gabbo in this. I hate to tell you this. It's the same person. <laughs> yeah. No, but Gabbo was we'll, the one in we'll, the box, right? We'll talk later. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> interesting choice to bring him back, and it was a, a good setting, I thought, because yep. yeah, he's gone all the way from the top, and now he's just yeah playing shitty little dive bars and hey, stuff. Hey, hey, hey! That was an uh, an established casino. That was a That's casino true. gig. Casino gigs aren't bad. True, true. Although, like when he opened the box, Gabba was not in good nick. No, no. <laughs> like, is is that the shape that he's in when he's doing the gig? Eyes falling out and. Uh, maybe it's like the Lion King, and the worst state the kingdom is in, the worst state the creature is in. Mm. So, uh, you know, when he's not writing success, uh, he looks terrible. Kind of like Dan Brady in Thrones of Game, available <laughs> now wherever you get podcasts. That's Thrones of Game. You probably won't find it if you search it, because we didn't Thrones not think of that Game, name but that's backward. I know, it's the, it's the show where we you watch You included it. an ad for another <laughs> podcast inside this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, their writers, while we're at this scene, their writers really blanked on who are some mates that Bart's going to pull. Yeah. There's Krusty and extras. Yeah. Mm. 
I did think actually this episode had decent casting. Mm. I like the idea that Millhouse has grown beyond Bart now. And, yeah, oh, yeah. and Kearney is Secret Service. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. And and Ralph is Bart's drinking buddy now. Yep. Yeah, Ralph doesn't... I would have preferred a little more growth from Ralph. Probably not a lot, but I don't know. There was something about him that still said child. He does have the maturity and, to realize Bart's failed at everything and screwed yeah, it all up and yeah. walks out on him. Yeah, but apro of nothing, well, uh, Ra- Ralph comes back into the scene and they're friends well, again. Well, when your friend sends Air Force One to pick you up. I don't they know, said I, that was a billion dollar helicopter. I know, that's not a billion dollars. Spend your money better, US government. God. Uh, this is apparently taking place in the year 2030 as well. Oh, yeah, the economy's collapsed. Dollars are worth nothing. Yeah, well, there is an interesting bit where uh, Lisa, and I don't know if this is a joke or just a weird, I don't know, there's a bit where she's about to go on TV and says, I'm about to go live in front of 100 million people. The US has a population of 328 million. <laughs> what happened to the wow. other 228? You mean oh, when the oceans no. were emptied? Maybe this is, a, like, this is my question. Is this a reference to the US population severely decreased for some this reason? This is interesting. Uh, or does it just mean that's the only people who have TVs? But I have to assume it's more than that. So uh, yeah. It's yeah, a it's America. potentially Everyone's very grim joke. And, uh, interesting. It yeah. opens a lot of questions. So to your point, Chag, yeah, for a future yep. jump episode, yeah, that were kind of reserved on the wacky. They yes. had like the digital laser version of the cage at the mm-hmm. club. Yep. Well, they, uh, a little, yeah. bit, of, yeah. little yep. bit of Blues Brothers where people are throwing things yep. at the stage and, you know, there's a cage, yeah. wire cage. I mean, even that bit where he sees whoever's ghost is a shining reference. And yeah. usually they love their cubic references and they're very well shot. This was uh, average. Mm. Uh, cubic references? Cubic. Oh, like Stanley. Yes. He said he said cubic, but I was going to let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to say cubic zirconia. Oh, well, Ooh. you see, The Shining is a cubic movie. I, I mean, it is definitely a cubic reference. <laughs> all cubes, baby. Ooh, um, all the way down. How about the heart of this episode, though? Did you all feel the bumps? Keep moving. Uh... The best you have is the sense that Lisa appreciates Bart a little bit at the end. But again, it's because he's being a deadbeat. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, I don't like the way he saved the day. I didn't really enjoy that scene or that everyone was like, falls for his... Sh- it wasn't even very good convincing, you know? Mm. I um, appreciate this was maybe a bit more time and place as in going against sitcom tropes of, well, you were useful all along. Yeah. Instead yeah. being like his ability to schmooze is what does it. It doesn't quite land, yeah, because countries are like, well, just... Hey, we'll China's still cool. To- yeah. I like that reprisal of, you know, first he's like... Says to Homer, he used to be cool. He's like, I'm still cool. And then to Lisa, he's yeah. like, you used to be cool. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Run- reprises are great. Yeah. And yeah, then so China, you used to be cool. Yeah. They have a good reprise with the whole smell you later bit as well, which yeah. I quite enjoy. Yeah. Can't believe it replaced goodbye. But I feel like I'm saying all these moments. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm like, was it funny? Did I laugh? What am I meant to do here? No, yeah. oh, man. I just sort of smiled a lot. And maybe it's just, yeah, the amount of times I've seen this episode, but... There's always that, and it's hard to balance what is familiarity versus what is actually not working for you anymore. But But, uh, in terms of the story and the heart, I do actually like where Bart fucked it up, but mm. I don't feel like his punishment from Lisa was severe enough. Yeah, where he, like, barges onto the meeting and announces the tax thing. Yeah. Yeah, they strangled him and let him keep living in the White House. Why was he not just kicked off the property instantly? Yeah. Um, You always have a scene where, like, Marge is, I know he screwed up, but he's your brother, Lisa. For real. They could have treated it like a story instead of a a joke vehicle. Or, like, if you kick him off the premises, he's probably going to go blab to the press or someone's going to treat him. There's something there. You could make a reason why she has to keep him around. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, not a lot of heart to talk about, but did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? 
Hmm. We know Bart becomes Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Mm. Where does this fit in with that? Because even in Lisa's flash forward, he does have a line of, before I go into law school or something like that. Yeah, that future Bart is quite, like, not super successful or anything, but he's definitely happy in his Mm. construction job. Yeah, yeah. I sort of felt like the casino stuff was vaguely more Simpsons episode-y. Yeah. Despite still offending me. Mm. Um, I don't know, when it went forward, it just didn't have direction really I think know, even the, had were, a story there were just no stakes like yeah. again I, i'm gonna hop to the lisa one just because it is one of the few future jump episodes but it's one where you know from the very outset you're gonna learn the story of lisa's first love so there's already stakes in that yeah whereas yeah. in this it's like oh you'll be a screw-up in the future if you don't mend your ways like here's you being but, a, a screw-up it felt like they wanted to do a, a christmas story thing you mm, know yeah like a, like a it's a wonderful life Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, we don't get that growth from Bart at all. That's, I can appreciate the Simpsons might have been looking to subvert that. Like, he sees this vision, and it should come with a message of, this is why you don't do this, but then he doesn't get that message because he's a 10-year-old brat. Mm. But uh, yeah, it didn't quite land. Again, because he saves the day. So Yeah. So, you know, talking about these Future Jump episodes, like, how was the character integrity? Did you believe these are 30-year-on versions of all these characters? I mean, Homer getting a wacky idea to dig for gold is still pretty funny. Um, 30 years on. So he's like 45 or something. No, Bart. Sorry, Bart's like 40. Oh, yeah, I worked it out. Yeah, Bart's 40. Lisa and Ralph are 38. Homer and Marge are in their late 60s because their age has always sort of been ill-defined. So, yeah, Lisa, 38-year-old president. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, good for her country needs some young blood out there fucking for real the first heterosexual female president and there was that follow-up line where someone puts up their hand yeah like, yes helen wasn't i wearing a hat you were and it's like what, what are we talking about what the heck was that that was a waste of airspace you mm. know i'm gonna benefit the doubt and assume it's a joke we just flat out didn't get however we are three r- relatively worldly simpsons watchers we're the wisest if men we in the have room. no <laughs> fucking idea i think that might be a very poorly written joke mm. Mm. uh yes or no would you watch this episode again i would really be interested in doing a rewrite of it so like i'd like to sit down and chop a bit more but i don't think i'd sit down with the aim to enjoy it yeah i i kind of want to give it a rewatch just because i is there something wrong with me today am i just so angry from the last episode it's strange, yeah. not, isn't it because again i really had fond memories of this one and to watch it and really think far less of it than i would have imagined prior to watching i'm just confused but i guess that's kind of the mood in the room as well it's not just me yeah no Um, i am weirdly soured on this one as well Um, and and it's not just the you know uh questionable racial elements it's just yeah all the indian chief stuff didn't sit with me uh, but even beyond that it's just what are we doing here we just watch so many things critically that it can't just be fun anymore or i don't know to answer your question elliot yeah, I would watch it again, but it would be a critical watch again. Not I really want to kind of yeah. yeah. think about what is not clicking here, and I'm very curious. Yeah, I'd be interested to, you know, that's why I really like producing this podcast, to be in the same room watching these episodes together, because mm. they do have a different flavor and feel than if you're watching them on your own. And yeah, so I'm interested to see how this plays in a different crowd, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a group activity that, yeah, I'd really want to waste people's 20 minutes <laughs> with. So let's get into, you know, hacking this thing and chopping it up a bit. PT, we'll start with you. What would you like to change about this episode? Ooh, um, more of a point. If the idea mm-hmm. is you're trying to teach Bart this lesson about not being such a rapscallion in his youth, otherwise it'll lead him down this path, then don't have his rapscallion ways be what saves the day. Yeah. It's such a weird thing to put in it. But then the trouble is then 
you're left with, and here's a story about where Bart's a loser, and that's no fun. So I don't know, maybe have a different motivation to show him in the future if that's what you're doing. There's got to be something else to pull from that. Or if he doesn't get it, at least have the fun parts of his loser life seem like more fun. Mm. It's a tough one just because I don't quite know what the point of this one is. I think is going to be my main gripe on this one. What, what what do you want, Simpsons? What did you sit down with this idea of an episode in your head and you're like, okay, but what do I want? How about you, Shaq? What would you like to change? I was just sort of thinking about why does the Indian chief show him the future? Because he's such a rapscallion for sneaking into the casino. He didn't mm-hmm. hurt anybody or steal anything. He snuck into the casino with the intention to lose all his money to the Indians. Um, yeah. Also, how did he know his name? Oh, it was written down on this piece of paper from your dad. He still wouldn't know that this person is Bart. Yeah. Um, and then he, Puff, disappears from his own office and leaves Bart alone in the casino anyway. Yeah. Oh, and then there was an aside of, oh, Marge lost 20K. When yeah, why isn't he showing her a vision of the future where she ruins for real, the family? For real, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think what I liked most about this episode was Nelson in the purple tracksuit. He had uh, real Biff vibes, he, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think I want to see more of an homage of Back to the Future, you know? Like, probably scrap the casino altogether, but he gets in strife and then himself from the future comes back and he's old and wily and he looks like the doc or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I feel- It's your kid's party! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. That, bam, bam. I feel like that way, we like, we don't need all the weird racy stuff. We don't need, like, God, mm. we don't need Mosquito Lake. We don't need the casino. We don't need- to have Marge lose a million dollars. But wacky joke on Mosquito Lake. I do like the Rangers. The bugs are firmly in control now. <laughs> that was great. Then I didn't like him trading the, the ring for his hand. That was <sighs> boo. No, I like it. <sighs> oh, so predictable. Oh, go on. Predictable. Like, like a little bit. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> what would you like to change? Oh, uh, man, just echoing the whole point of it all. Like I said, I really like the casting in that episode, and I agree with you that Nelson should have had a more prominent role, and if he did have, like, a Biff thing going on, like, mm. maybe not in that he's the like, the villain of this episode, but just in terms that he's in power and he's been able to turn his life around, like, I yeah. think that's sort yeah. of a great contrast to Bart as well, and that mm. um, he's working in his club and, like, playing shitty cover songs and riling up the crowd like, i just feel like there's so much unexplored character dynamic and like people going to bat for bart and being disappointed and let down by him and i think there's like not to get too schmaltzy with it but i think there is an angle that you can take there where yeah nelson fires him from his bar so bart then tries to get enlist the help of lisa his yeah. president's sister which ties me to another useless scene where Bart actually goes to the Simpsons family home. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. if they're just going to end up in the White House as well, I don't know why we stopped by here. Yeah, to ask them for money to do a gig to earn money. Yeah, Like, it's gotta, circular. You don't need... Gotta borrow money to make money, man. And Yeah, and I initially liked the Flanders scene as well. It's like, oh, how much, Bart? Hey, hey, I'm not here for that. Uh, which mooching sack did you bring? A little, little one. Yeah. But then it ended with that, okay, I'll only give you money because you haven't outed Rod and Todd yet. Yeah. It is weird. I think we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, they were clearly gay, which is like forcing us to assume stereotypes about yeah. sexuality and blah, 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 blah. I don't think it needed to be there. I don't think either of those scenes needed to be there. Like, we could have no. done something more interesting with Flanders. I don't like the mooching sack either. That came out of nowhere and it was really old fashioned sack with dollar bill on it. Clearly, you've never mooched before. <laughs> Yeah, because of that old-timey stupidness, I do like it. Like, mm. but Sacks with dollar signs on them will get me almost every time. I think it should have been a weird future dollar sign. 
<laughs> like the Euro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to another point that you were making before, Shag, like some of the Marge being, be nice to your brother, that was kind of funny. And the idea that President yeah. Lisa yeah. is being undermined mm. by her family who she's letting live in the White House, that's kind of funny to me. Yeah, the whole, you know, despite how far she's come, she kind of reverts back to a childlike state when amongst her family. That's and, fine. And Marge didn't get a lot to do in this episode. So, yeah. Yeah, I do like that that And from mid-60s, it, they looked so... Oh. I do kind of like that even in the White House, Marge is still just doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's, I'll do it myself. It's fine. Don't bother. I'll... But with the presidential washing I basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are here. Yes. Now it's time for everyone's final notes. Now it's time for everybody's final notes. I mean, you made it for everyone and now it's just lost its, its gusto. Well, I'm pretty sure Chag doesn't even have any final notes anyway. Well, I was just thinking, how do you fix the episode? Mm-hmm. And like... The whole scene is set up that it should be one of those like tragic everything gets wronger and wronger and wronger things wronger. in this. Yeah. So that's how you learn your episode. Like like your snatches and your lock stocks and yeah, things yeah. where like or kiss kiss bang bangs kiss, where like keep deeper and deeper into trouble until it all just uh, explodes. Yeah, if only I wasn't Bart. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then you cut back and Bart's like, Wow, so that was shit. What do I do to avoid this? And the, sh- the guy shrugs and he's like, uh, here's yeah. the coupon for expired crab dip. Yep. Um I think they forgot what they were doing once they started writing. Mm. Yeah. Well there's an angle. You have Bart's vision of the future, but Bart is aware of this is a vision of future, so then he's <sighs> all like, But wait, what if I hide money in this casino and then I come back for it and in future Bill Bart comes around and finds it. <laughs> yeah, boy. And then he's on the run from the law for some reason. I don't know. Future law. Mm. I'll it's upload a script to the like podcast it. website yeah. later on. <laughs> Final notes. BT, do you have some? You know I do. I do like he's like, to see the vision of the future, you must throw a personal artifact into the fire. Mm. Not a firecracker. Mm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I just didn't like the whole follow-up. Follow up. With... Yeah, that's fair. It just felt to me like he was obviously going to throw something in he wasn't supposed to throw in. Mm. They were like, well, what can we throw into that's a fire fun. that wouldn't be good to throw into I a fire? I think I just really love the delivery on Not a Firecracker mm. as well. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, Homer has a robotic prostate. Take that as you like. Yeah, I didn't mind that as a line. And he goes, you can't see it. Oh, wait, yes, you can. It's... Why? Eh, it's fine. There's a bit where Bart plugs in his guitar after turning the amp on and like, Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Come Amateur. On. I know. Seriously. No wonder he got booed off the stage. Okay. A joke I initially liked, but on the critical watch I don't, is when he's all like, my whole life is a failure. There's only one way out and pulls out a ray gun and points it at his head and you think it's a suicide bit, but it's no just projecting the news into his mm-hmm. mind. Which, for a misdirect joke, was funny, but what was his plan? Oh, no, my life is ruined. There's only one way out, to watch the news. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. yeah. Again, I only really thought about it in the critical watch. It works as a joke, so I guess fair enough. Uh, when the Native American guys are like, we're getting back to the fire in three, two, one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would it, wouldn't have mind if he'd done the three, two. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's World style. Pop-up. For those of you at home, he was silently saying two and one then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Lisa gets marched into the dining room from uh, Hail to the Chief, and then she's like, mm. we have to cut the budget somewhere, and the band just walk away whistling. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, very good shit. Okay, a, a good walk away whistling joke will always get me. Mentioned virtual that. fudge. Uh, yeah, virtual fudge versus cyber that. fudge. This was... virtual fudge tastes like crap. Yeah, it's nowhere... that was fine. Nowhere near as good as cyber fudge. <laughs> Waste of a waste of space. I'm, Dead okay. Space. I'm okay with it. I'm on board. Oh, just all the drinking from the modem or whatever. I just don't. Yeah. It was just one of these. Why is this here? Yeah. Future. They couldn't think mm. of a funny VR bit. Yeah. Uh, and at the very end, where Bart's tape scrambles, he's like, "Ah, oh, does anyone have a paperclip? You don't use a paperclip to yeah. rewind yes. a cassette. You use a pencil. Pencil. 
Like, come on. Use a paperclip to stoke your bong. Again, this episode is sponsored by pot, apparently, now. Sponsored by pot. Use a paperclip to stoke your pencil. <laughs> During that virtual fudge bit as well, there's Homer offers some Soylent Green, and Ralph does the really obvious, oh. isn't that oh. people? Why was Soylent Green in here? Who it's just, like, because the other day I watched the Itchy and Scratchy movie where they do that future jump there, mm. and, it, like, it's just the passing joke of, uh, Silent Green, please hold the butter. Like, if you know what it is, it's yeah. funny. If you but... get it, you get it, but don't grind to a halt to point yeah. out Dude, it. Dude, they've, but that's the thing, they've done Silent Green, like, yeah. so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind the box of Silent Green, it says, now with girls, but yep. I don't know. So what did you guys think of all Bart's songs and music in this episode as well? Oh, man, Dacry Edaville was great. That was a banger. Yeah, for something you probably had to write last minute, it's not too bad. But plug your guitar in before <laughs> you turn the amp on. You learn nothing else from this episode. <laughs> yeah, or at least crank your volume down. But even then, that's not going to help too much. He made me ashamed to be a guitarist. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his songs when he was interrupting the presidential yeah. th- address. And I always, like, Ralph going, tape, lives in my oh, head yeah. rent-free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, tape. Oh. Ah, uh, funny. Bill Clinton's box of porn is labeled, girlies what ain't got no clothes on. <laughs> you bet they are. Yep. You gotta, you gotta think of it like Clinton. Yeah. Girlies what ain't got no clothes on. Yes, oh, That was there. good. See? I think that's Switch. the first time I've gone for a Clinton. Oh, you reached and it was there. It's like he was in this room asking for a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And Lisa mentions at the end that, yeah, mum lost 20K and dad pushed a waitress. Yeah, again, was a joke. He's like, ah, that's not funny. Nah, man. <laughs> like, uh, threw up on a waitress? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But pushed a waitress is like, oh, that's worrying. <laughs> Or got in a fight with the Gabo guy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Punched a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah. No one cares about ventriloquists, but you leave the you know, wait staff alone. Ate 20K worth of shrimp cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. 20K. Funny number. <laughs> Use it twice. Well, yeah. The second time it like de-escalates Marge's tragedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. All right. It's time to rank this thing. And Danny's turn to go first. Look, I'm sort of between failure and participant. I'm not angry with it, but I didn't enjoy it. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to describe what it's about or why it, why it's about, why did I watch it? What did I take away from that? Mm. Eh, it's a bunch of stuff that happens. Mm. And then, of course, flashback and it doesn't happen. But I'm going participant with with ability to blurt out should, I, should you know. Oh, yeah, the standard clause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Starring Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, how about you, BT? What would you like to rank it? Man, I came in on a bronze, and I feel like I've been talked down, but I've been talked all the way down another rank, because I am quite surprised at how much this one didn't really sucked. fly for me. Yeah, and some parts genuinely sucked. Like, if this was a modern era one, it, people would hate it, I feel mm. like, just because it doesn't really have a point. And uh, I like some of the jokes, though. And I even like Homer's B-plot a fair amount. Oh, I'm very split on the Patissa bronze border. Mm. Um mm. What parts did you like? Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm cycling through my head. And like, what? It's one that only really falls apart on the critical watch. I could have glitzed through a lot of this. I would have enjoyed the bit where, you know, Bard saps his brain and you think it's a misdirect joke to him watching the news. And then I thought about it and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then I thought about the plot and, you know, he's meant to be shown this vision of the future where he fucks up, Mm. but he's not because Mm. he saves the day. So that doesn't work. Yes. So it's like a passive watch bronze critical watch participant. And that's why I'm split because... Not everyone sits down and thinks about The Simpsons this much. Well, is this your (laughs) passive watch or your critical watch? But where did I rank it, though? Mm. Where the two conflicting sides of me find common ground? I liked Lisa in this one. Like, she's a good president. 
for the elements that I think do work, and just because I really kind of want to watch this like a week from now and reassess it, mm. I am going to go with a bronze with a big asterisk on it. Wow. I yeah. think it's just oh, not like neither rank sits right with me. I'm ve- I'm exactly border on this one. Yeah, look, I, I'm surprised because I just I thought this was going to be a lot better than it was, mm-hmm. and maybe it is like a bit of expectation on it because this is an episode that I've seen a fair amount of times. But like, yeah, just watching it now, like I just can't help but feel like I wasn't really lifted up at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's a drag. And, like- and yeah, talking about some of the elements that I liked, it's like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it didn't really elicit a lot of emotions in me watching the episode. Mm. So yeah, I'm giving this one a big old participant, and I'm feeling very surprised in myself for doing that. Yeah, and let me say it out loud, participant. Mm. See, neither one feels right. Ah. God damn. Would you say it's better than that? No, but I wouldn't say it's worse. Mm. I wouldn't say it's worse than a bronze, and I wouldn't say it's better than a participant. Mm. It's like complete border. This is one of the hardest calls ever. Um. <laughs> Well, stick with the bronze and, you know, I'll, I'll punch someone in the face and yeah, figure yeah. it out later. <laughs> well, averaging out, this will be a shiny participant. This will be the first season 11 episode to get a shiny participant. Season 11? It's so early on. Wow. Yeah. But in amongst all that, around that time of shiny participants, there's season 9's All Singing, All Dancing, mm-hmm. season 12's Homer versus Dignity, uh, Bra- yeah. Yeah. Brawl in the Family, that's the part two of the Vegas Wives. Mm-hmm. These are all pretty beige. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it does exist in that shiny participant beige. Shiny beige. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone happy not blurting? Yeah, man. I wouldn't say happy. (laughs) I'm going with beige. All right, now to bring this trio of political episodes that I wasn't comfortable <laughs> reviewing prior to the 20th of January 2021. Mm-hmm. And How specific. We, we are going to finish this off with the Classic Era episode, Sideshow Bob Roberts. We will be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode of the evening, and this was Season 6, Episode 5, Sideshow Bob Roberts. Mm. First released in October of 1994, it was directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. In this episode, you know this one, this is where Bob rigs the election and becomes mayor. Hey guys, what'd you think? Oh man. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Aren't we glad we did this after it was confirmed <laughs> that Trump isn't the president and that oh Biden is God. now the president? Oh, my there's God. there's no way feel... that Trump is president anymore? I feel so different. Because even after man. Biden won, I still wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Trump definitely wasn't sure. I mean, yeah. I will say for every joke, there's a moment of terror afterwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The amount of stuff that especially because I think this is one of that I've watched a lot as a kid. I mean, it ages like a wine and I don't know if it improves, but so much mm. as it gets more prescient, I guess. Yeah, it's not <laughs> It's not that it devalues, it just becomes more starkly terrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that all this stuff, I guess, was always lingering under the surface. But, but I guess for as long as there's been politics, there's been right-wing crackpots and right-wing commentators. And a, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, I... it's just watching it all... We've seen it come to fruition. We've seen this mm. become history, not How... just fiction in The Simpsons. How can I put this? If it turns out that ever since Trump won and what's his name lost? Hillary? Not it. <laughs> yeah, Biden. Hillary. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? 2016. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, President Swank. Which one are you talking about? No, no, no. Every, yeah, absolutely. I was talking about Hillary. Okay. Ever yeah. since oh, Trump Clinton. won. And Clinton <laughs> lost. Clinton. <laughs> If it turned out ever since then has actually been some horrifying surrealist nightmare, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
this episode uh, would be the like the doctors playing me the message to try and get me to wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kept expecting a, a like final uh, courtroom scene. It's like you're not smart enough to have read this legion, are you, Trump? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. It was Ben Shapiro all along. <laughs> and then, oh god, I could imagine Ben Shapiro doing the same. Well, no, wait. If you actually think about, but no, it's if it's in these to terms. Who, ben, <laughs> fucking Aquaman. <laughs> Just let's say <laughs> I'm going to remix that Ben Shapiro impression. That was great. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover in this oh episode and the world around this episode. So oh my, let's hook the fuck in, Danny Rosewell. We'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Lady Gaga, right? <laughs> One yes. of the guest stars of this episode. Why, Wait a no, second. Why? No, didn't exist yet. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yes. She was Butter Stephanie. Has appeared in The Simpsons, right? We we right? Oh, oh, quite infamously. Yes. Quite infamously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Lady Gaga mm-hmm. is younger than me. Okay. She was born in 86. Unsettling. I was born in 85. She was born in 86. It's good vintage. And Holy th- shit, I'm only just old. No, she's just older than me. Dude. Like, by a month. Dude. Now. But she doesn't have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or three. Dumbass. Now, this episode that we just watched, yeah. dates. It, it actually says dates. It says, in 1990, he framed Krusty for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. So, we know that Bart was 10 in 1990, mm-hmm. and Lady Gaga was four in 1990. Mm-hmm. Are you saying continuity in The Simpsons doesn't make any sense? Hey, man, what's a moment for better or worse that stood out to you for better or worse? <laughs> D- hey, I, I ride this ship. <laughs> Uh, but for the record, it'd have to be the Flintstone phone. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I like talking to you. Just a segue into another guest star of this episode, because there's actually a lot. Henry Corden, who was the new Fred Flintstone, taking over <laughs> from Alan Reed after his <laughs> unfortunate passing. But nice. uh, yeah, yes, so that was one of the guest stars of this hmm. episode. Nice. How about you, BT? What stands out to you, for better or worse? Well, uh, it's a tough call. I don't know if I want to go with like the wacky or the real. I'm going to do both, because again, stop me. Uh, one is, is this uh, some sort of renegade podcast? Pew, 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 motherfucker. He's going for doubles. I want a second one then. <laughs> Fine. Uh, one is, and the trouble is, I don't know what the real world equivalent, but the broadcaster who calls the Democrats Democrats, there's some Fox News presenter lady who calls them demon rats. <laughs> and every time she says... No, that feels so Laura Ingram. <laughs> it's not, though. Um, every time, I, I can't remember. I know too many of these fuckers. You do. Uh, but every time she says it, you can tell how happy she is with that. Like, yeah. so smugly. Guys, yes. do you get it? Because it's like demon and rat. Uh, you'll get it. Like it's. It bothers oh. me because she's so clearly happy with that pun, and it's not mm. very good. Now, as someone who loves puns, you know, I am the inventor of the word twerge. Yes, a twerge was already defined as a portmanteau before I came along, but I made the better word. You made it better. Portmanteau. This is actually a trend that someone pointed out to me with any of these Republican commentators, that they love a good twerge and they love a good portmanteau and yeah the dumbocrats and others <laughs> sorry it's hard to read my notes i was, I was talking was, about uh, before janine piero by the way not Jan- janine oh. garofalo but again it's the fact that she's so very happy with it. it's like you really need to take that back to whiteboard anyway what actually stands out to me for better or worse worse is the republican better party 20. hq which has oh. remained consistent is this the first appearance of yes, it Elliot i think it is 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think of the vampire there. There's Rainier yes. Wolf Castle, Mr. Burns. It it's... was clearly Nosferatu as well. Yeah, true, true. The very specific one. Mm. You actually pointed out Shag... And how happy he is when he gets served blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been a chilled Pinot. We don't know. It... But you actually pointed out when we are watching it, why is Hibbert there? And it's like... A little strange, isn't it? I think there's a reasonable argument that, okay, first of all, if Hibbert's like meant to be a sub in of Cosby, maybe. Mm. And also, like, he is a wealthy doctor that would benefit off, you know, the American capitalists. Healthcare might cripple his uh, financial schemes. Yeah, from all the smell fair people. See, that's right. I remembered one of the twerges they had in here. Smell (laughs) fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's there's grounds for it. Yeah, I mean, he always seems like such a happy, bubbly character, mm-hmm. but that's... That's when the dollar isn't on the line, Yeah, man. that's what the winning team always acts mm. like. That's right. Like, I mean, he was ready to put Marge into the glass yeah. tube when she, she didn't, didn't have yes. insurance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure, it was played for laughs, but this man is after people's health here. Man, he does play so many things for Deep. laughs. Mm. Deep. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, right, I wanted a second bit. My second bit was Aaron A. Aronson being <laughs> being at the start of the list. Beautiful yep. Hot Fuzz reference from like 20 years before Hot Fuzz was made. This is a reference to another Simpsons episode yeah. as well, when Maggie Mates 3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked that up. I put that in my playlist back when we will mention that. Playlist is happening now. This is also a Renegade podcast, apparently. Mm. All mm. right. <laughs> I did, of course, mean that Hot Fuzz was referencing The Simpsons. Yeah, I didn't Weirdly think enough, a movie oh. that came out when Lady Gaga was popular... Mm. Oh, yeah, but when Bart Simpson was 10. Yes. I was just thinking about the line of, uh, who is this? P.S. Taker. Piss Taker. Yeah, I'm very sorry, Mr. P.S. Taker. <laughs> yes. No luck catching Hot those fuzz. swans, then. It's a good movie. Can we maybe... S- My favourite of the Cornettos. Not right now, obviously, but maybe, guys, we can work on some sort of Simpsons unifying theory where every event that happened after 1990 has happened mm. at the same time somehow. All right, and then we watch Edgar Wright movies. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. Skip the world's end. Then we make a fast... Straight to baby driver. Cutting... Give it another chance, man. Hey, yeah. yeah, man. Dude, 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 dude. You need to give it another chance. Mm, it is the mint-flavored Cornetto. Yeah, the one you have before bed, so it smells like you brush your teeth. <laughs> How many times you watched it? Uh, three or four, I've got to say. I feel like he's tried, at least. Yeah. He's tried. He's tried. It's it's a tough flavor to get used to. To be fair, well, that was the Edgar Wright index. Yes, yes. I that's the that, that's it. I was ready to keep going. Oh, I know. Yeah, cubic, cubic, bronze, and I'll I was trying baby to steer us back, but okay. Anyway, baby driver is oh. like a double chrome. Cubic. Oh. No way, it's, guys, guys. <laughs> it gets worse on the f- subsequent viewings. Anyway. Back to your point about the language used by the Republican commentators, Mm. especially Birch Barlow, this Rudge Limbaugh rest in hell substitute. (laughs) Um, Yeah, using all these sort of fun play on words to describe left-leaning people. You know, only turkeys have left wings. Yep. And then reminding (laughs) his audience that they're smart, they're intelligent, and Bob's doing it too. Good to put the public back in the Republican. It's these rallying cries yeah. that they do use to get them on side. And it's and that shit w- seems to work. Yeah. Because yeah. remember how many times I said the Republican Party is the working class party. Tax cuts for the rich, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, play count. Have you seen this episode before? Do you have memories of it watching Duh. it back in the day? I certainly remember watching it at least several times before. I agree with that guy. <laughs> 
Has it been a while since you guys have seen this one? Yeah, it probably good. has been a while. We've definitely been avoiding it because of, hey, a charismatic Republican gets into office despite all his crimes. It's exactly <laughs> it, man. This, yeah. Phew, the old despite all his crimes thing. Man, that's it's a bitter pill. Like. Uh, to quote me directly, it was all his crimes. Damn, so many crimes. It needs more L's for all the crimes. It really... That was more A's? Trump oh. would... Pepsi Max. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, so how was the wackiness of this episode? What are some of the cartoony moments that stood out to you guys? Uh, Springfield has their prison on an island. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bridge is over there. Sideshow Bob didn't, like, walked off the thing and just off a cliff. Like, he was looking out to sea. What the fuck was he looking at? Looking towards the future, to the horizon, to a new dawn. Yeah, but what was he... To be fair, like, where he walked off... Yeah, there was a sudden drop. There was also like another island. And if you just had tunnel vision and all you could see was your freedom, Boo. maybe. Yeah, I know, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny moment though. Man, can we talk about Homer and his rivalry with the Riverdale gang from the Archie comics? <laughs> <laughs> Duh, stay in Riverdale. <laughs> Stupid smug teens. Yeah, that was pretty great. So this is confusing. So Archie characters are yep. real in the Simpsons yep. universe and yep. they also have horrific pink skin. And they're I'm also a comic which yep. Homer's researching them on. Yes. I'm pretty sure the Archie characters is set in like the 50s as well. Yeah. So like, I mean, back So you're to right when... to bring up Lady Gaga. Mm. Exactly. Time travel. Exactly. And I the don't... breaking of like all degrees of reality. <laughs> it is wibbly wobbly and it's timey wimey. Mm. And it postulates that Archie and Lady Gaga are alive at the same time. Mm. It's true. Essentially. It's true. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh, my brain is breaking. That freaking time bubble the Simpsons live in, it's, yeah. it's a difficult nut to crack. But yeah, it's also like a WandaVision thing where people get sucked in and then they're transported to their time. Or no, they're not. No, no, no. It's a classic Archie Gaga situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of your... It's what? that old chestnut. It's the Lady old Gaga, Archie Gaga. What are you doing in Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> also uh... takes place in the... Um, What's the universe, the collective universe? What, Archie Mar Comics? Marvel? No, 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 no. The kid, the snow globe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, St. Elsewhere. Yeah, St. Elsewhere. I was like, St. Elmo's Fire. Like, no, that's St. Elmo's Fire. That's a song in this episode. I know. And that song fucking does rip, I must say. <laughs> it rips. There's a good episode of uh, Todd in the Shadows, One Hit Wonder about it. Oh, yeah? One Hit Wonderland, yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to that's check it out. Cool. And that is a wacky moment in itself as well. The, when I'm driving the car, we listen to my radio station. Yeah. And the immediate flip when he's like, oh, I can't stand this. Take it back. <laughs> it's a great. I just how happy Lisa is. Driving, driving, driving. Oh, I really like, while we're on what moment you liked, I know we're in wacky. I know we're in wacky, but. We're a renegade podcast, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, bro. Yell pew, pew, pew and keep going. Can I just say, no rock, no sports, no information, information just mindless chatter. chatter. Where, Where are your station? station? Oh, it's so fucking good. I just loved it. <laughs> There's actually a lot of good musical moments in this as well. Mm. And the whole Quimby song fucking rules. It's not the mayor's fault that the stadium collapsed. Yeah, yeah, that, that was solid. <laughs> if you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. <laughs> but yeah, just like really um, bigging up the shittiness of Springfield. We wouldn't have our tire yard or mid-sized roller uh, rink. Yes. We wouldn't have our gallows or our Bigfoot Mid traps. Mid-sized roller rink. Mid-sized <laughs> roller rink. They're still saving up for the extension. Not a regulation size. Or even the anti-ad, which was like uh, Mayor Quimby even released Sideshow Bob, a twice convicted criminal. Yeah. Vote Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bobby Newport. Sideshow <laughs> Bob's never had a real Side job Bobby. in his entire life. Bobby. 
So yeah, we've done the Edgar Wright Index. We're doing the Parks and Recreation yep. Index. I could apparently Turn talk. Williger, Sideshow Bob, Sideshow Bob, Mayor Terwilliger. Yeah, that negative ad as well. Just absolutely saying nothing good about Sideshow Bob. Oh and man, tearing st- strips had... off the Spendocrat Diamond Joe Quinby. Oh yeah, yes. it's the old "we don't have to be right, you have to be wrong" argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really genuinely like there's a movie called thank you for smoking that does a good job of oh, illustrating yes. that fucking love that movie mm. aaron eckhart yes oh. at the height of his powers he's uh, dwindled somewhat back now. when he had one mm. face mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just after he got two of them i believe really yeah it was so weird when they were just calling harvey dent one face <laughs> <laughs> hey one face <laughs> look at the one face you got <laughs> i'll change and, and i'll form. show you yeah <laughs> and that's how batman works <laughs> Um, so yeah, all this talk about Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Yeah, of Bobby. course, Kelsey Grammer in this episode. and His work was great, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a wonderful voice actor. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think on the Simpsons Index we've actually talked a lot about his Personal shittiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... I've not gone too much into it. I know he's had multiple divorces and is a difficult person, apparently. But that voice, Elliot... That, that voice. voice. Well, Dude. apparently on the set of Frasier in certain seasons, he was plastered or hung over. Yeah. But when, yeah, I heard you that. know, they called action, he was bang, right on, you know? I'm mm. not going to fault him for that. It depends how he treats people between well, that's being plastered. There's professionalism and then there's empathy, right? Humanitarianism. Yeah. There's a great story by Alice Cooper where he's all like, oh, you know, I used to just down a bottle of scotch every couple of hours, but I was the most together alcoholic you'd ever met i was always on time mm. and i was always knew what i was doing until i started vomiting blood and then i went into rehab it's like mm. what is your life i mean that's <laughs> but as long as you treat waiters good yeah yeah I know. exactly it's like you know. that's it man there was a really great episode of comedians in cars getting coffee well it wasn't a great episode but there was just a great moment where jerry was chatting with this sort of like loudmouth comedian and they were in a diner and then jerry just looks at the waitress and she's like and he's like you bitch get the fuck out of here before i fucking tear you limb from you want to throw this coffee in your face make you prettier we are not making disparaging marks about jerry seinfeld i don't know why we are (laughs) but no the the other comedian the loudmouth comedian just at one point goes over hey waitress can we get some pie over here (laughs) and jerry was like don't do that how dare you go pardon me miss and when they come up, like, he fucking talked to this guy <laughs> as if he was a child. And I've never seen someone shrink so much. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Um, yeah, apologies to Jerry Seinfeld. Well, I don't know why. We were all big fans. I don't know why I was making fun of you. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I thought it was clear, being clear we were absurdist, yeah, you know? I assume oh, yeah, that, yeah. but I also feel bad now. That's fair. That's fair. He also has the best Wi-Fi name. <laughs> for our Auntie Donna fans out there. Yep. Pretty um, fly for Wi-Fi. But no, like, Fraser, he's got some shitty Republican views. He's said some pretty crook things about Trump, same-sex marriage, abortion. And, you know, he also possibly slept with his uh, kid's underage babysitter. Hmm. And, yeah, the frequent drunkenness and multiple interventions by the Fraser staff, like... I don't know what he's like these days. I'll yeah. be very interested to see how this fucking reboot works oh, out. Oh, man. The what? Yeah, there's a reboot coming. Of what? Not a reboot. There's a continuation of Frasier. Oh. It's coming back. I'm sorry without to drop John this on Mahoney, you, without... unfortunately. Wait, do we finally find out what happened to those tossed salad and scrambled eggs? Because yeah. I will watch it. I yeah. want to. We need to know. They're coming again. <laughs> it's on the final episode of the season. I'm afraid you'll have to stick around. I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. But no, you're, you're right. Like, 
there's no John Mahoney. Yeah. And presumably there's no Eddie either. Because like, uh, if they're doing a continuation. His has passed away. Uh, that's right. No, I yeah. know that. Yeah. So who knows how this is going to work out. Uh, probably not great. His chemistry with, like to me, the show was about him versus his dad, sort mm. of. So it's a real shame about that. Yeah. But also yeah. him and David Hyde Pierce, uh, his brother. Oh, yeah. Mm. Beautiful oh, balance. And then just the nerve to do it on The Simpsons, I know. like to just to bring oh. him in as his brother. It's still holy like, shit, I knew Brother from guys. another series was a good episode, but until we reviewed it, it was oh. like, wow, that's a good one. Wow, <laughs> the fucking nerve, man. Okay, that's getting us back towards Sideshow Bob. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to. Well, I was working on it for you. Good stuff. You should host yeah. the podcast. Ha. <laughs> um, he is wearing two sets of headphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> Little does he know I'm actually recording my podcast about the Simpsons Index. I thought you were going to say on his podcast. I thought you were going to say, "Little does he know I'm wearing three sets of headphones." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you take two, <laughs> and I won't touch you where the third one is. Anyway, look, there's probably more wackiness to go over, but let's get to the heart. Was there an emotional core in this episode? Um, hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, Emotion is not the usual for thumps. It's not the right mm. word, is it? No, it's more of an intellectual emotion. It's that things cannot be this way. It's what we felt since 2016 of like, this can't be the way things are. This can't be acceptable. This can't be the yeah. way we're... And that's what Lisa is fighting against. The that's idea, it. Bob got 100% of the vote. Well, there was a 1% margin of error. That's true. You know what? I didn't like that it turned out he'd used secret, sneaky, dead body votes and mm-hmm. shit. I would have liked it if he had just convinced the idiot populace to vote for him. You know, instead of trying to prove that he was lying the whole time Mm -hmm. and get voted in, wouldn't it be more interesting if the idiots voted him in and she just had to like, when would that ever happen? Well, I think that's what the dead vote was, his contingency plan. And like, it Mm. just so happened that he also might have won anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, I get I what you're know, saying. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. By making it about the dead votes. Mm. Yeah, but then Bob is still mayor, and they have to move out of their house, and they live under a bridge. Like common trolls. <laughs> <the> common trolls. <laughs> under the Matlock Expressway. And they're forced to eat Santa's little helper, and they have no okay. health insurance. Okay, they didn't mention that in the episode. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Well, I mean, you I- mentioned it as well, Chad, when we're watching the episode, is that they're clearly wrapping this up. Yeah. And yeah. They're just looking for an easy way out. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the good way out. I think that's, that's the, the easy that's way out. There was definitely a tonal shift to, are uh, we getting out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it turns out he was, and you pull off the mask, and it turns out it was, he was the abandoned groundskeeper from the, you know? Well, that's like it. A, I think there was a tonal shift between Bob Becomes Mayor and Bart and Lisa on another Bart and Lisa Solve a Mystery episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And then click, let's just save the day quickly. We're running out of time. I think it would have been a lot more interesting if he had just won the votes of the idiot populace mm-hmm. and she had to somehow like... Just reconcile that. Not just say that he was a bad person, but say that... Vo- well, you'd have to sort of say that voting on the popularity, the charisma of your mm-hmm. party member isn't... Maybe it's too much of a strong stance to take. It it hurts too much. It's too real. Yeah, it really is. But it's too like, real, Roy. Especially like because every few generations, a sort of cult of personality leader will come around like yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know whether it's a Trump or a fucking Kennedy. That's it. Whether like, it's deporter, de- deporter or Democrat, rem- Republicrat, um, Republicrat, Democrat, one party system. Oh, gross. 
Media um, goes in a frenzy. They're stripped of their credentials. Presidential candidates can't debate over this instrumental. Let them freestyle. Winner takes all. When the music's dead, I'll have Ted Nugent's head hanging on a wall. Sorry, I love Sage this Francis. Guy. <laughs> this guy. You don't know any lyrics, and you know that. Oh, Slow Down Gandhi is like one of the all-timers. It's such a good song. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying before I so rudely flowed all over you? No, you were spitting sweet voices. So did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, yes. <laughs> the Simpsons. I might be a little singular. buzzed, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're all, we've all had something to drink. No, look, it's a bit of a Bart Lisa mystery. It's a bit of a Sideshow Bob crime. It's a little mm. bit of everything. And I think that's what I really like about this one is it's an element of everything all blended into one. So yeah, it's... It's like hyper Simpsons almost in the mm. sense that it's a little bit of everything. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, that's also what I'm not liking about the episode. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not focused. Yeah, it's not... yeah, it's n- like there's no real Bob crime. Except, I mean, yes, there's the voting crime, but there's no like Bob murder attempty thing. There's no like, yeah. and there's no like murder mystery sleuthy it's thing. It's a political they do crime, and... not a like a armed yeah. robbery or a insurance fraud. Murder. And they try to say, oh, he's still. I like his killing Bart stance, and they never really go anywhere with it. They sort of hint at it with the house highway thing, but yeah, hey. they, but we don't see a lot of what else Bob is doing to the town. Maybe he's made some good policy. Who knows? I mean, maybe he got there for evil reasons. Once Bart is out of a home and mm. back in the fall in kindergarten, then uh, he will just actually be an apt and just ruler. And what am I justifying yeah. here? And, <laughs> and heck, may, I mean, Elliot says that everyone voted for him and the dead bodies were just a backup. That's mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we see already Homer sort of turn is that like, oh, Selma killing policy. But then, yeah. yeah, when his home is challenged, he's like, oh, I don't like this guy. Mm. And we only really get that glimpse. We never see that anywhere else in the town. It's true. Right? Man. You don't see anyone else being like, I didn't vote for him. I was like, yeah, so I think that is a problem of this episode, that it is trying to do too many things, and the amount of things that it does do is impressive, like, and yeah. the points that it yeah. does hit on are very pertinent, but yeah, it does become a bit of a scattershot, and mm-hmm. something that we do criticise New Simpsons for. It's true, it's true. But yes, no, would you watch this one again? Yes, I would. You bet I would. And episodes that we like to want to watch again, we want to think about what playlist we're going to put them in. What are some other Simpsons episodes that would pair nicely with this one? Like it was a cup of blood at a Republican meeting. Uh, mentions of A. Aaron's, Aaron A. Aaron's. Oh, mm-hmm. Very specific A. Aaron, A. A. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Republican Party headquarters again. Yep, absolutely. Pair this with the when Krusty goes to Congress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Others. So there's, there are others. They're not coming to me, but they're Side there. Sideshow Bob. It's Side obvious, but it's Bob. there. Sideshow Bob's never had mm. a real episode. Mm. <laughs> yeah, more political episodes as mm. well, like a bunch of Quimby ones. Yeah. Although but, Quimby doesn't really get the focus in many episodes, though. Uh, let's get some grandpa rants. Like, oh, there weren't much on the radio back then. Just Edison reciting the alphabet over Ballad. and over. Yeah. A, he'd say. Then, then B. <laughs> C would typically follow. Usually. What is not? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what makes a good grandpa rant? Why is this good and some of the new ones are irk us? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's because it it's slow and it's repetitive, but goddamn, there's something about how obvious it is makes it really funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like repeating the line as was the style at the time. <laughs> it's clearly like way outside of his possible age era, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, it's just like perfectly senile, old timey. 
And I mean, it it just keeps on going and going. Like a person just answering a question while mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a podcast host is staring at him, waiting for him to wrap That's it up. That's in the library. And yet, and, and jokes yet, about the library. For some in reason, I was also this staring at this sort of. <laughs> I wasn't just staring at you. I was staring at this Wikipedia article that suggested the Republican Party headquarters also show up in Brawl in the Family, not an episode ah. we liked particularly much. Vegas Wives Part Two, mm-hmm. Sweets and Sour Marge, where Springfield banned sugar, and yep. Yep. Mr. Yep, Spritz yep, goes yep. to Washington. When the costume. sugar one was great, mm. that's good for playlists, I reckon. Yeah, BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Hmm, that's a tough one because the complaints we have are largely in reference to we watched this happen in real time, mm. uh, and it, it doesn't feel like a does wacky comedy. Sour anymore. the taste in our mouth, yeah, but that's not the show's fault. Mm. So I'm going to pour over my notes real quickly and get back to you, uh, Danny. Danny, what would you like to change? Well, look, I sort of already talked about it, but I feel like the dead body vote thing cheapens it a little, and I would have liked a more uh, a more realistic look at it. I think having that as an easy out makes the insidious nature of well of republicanism, but of of, of cult of personality politics, mm. like they really kind of push that and then they drop it. You know, I think. That should be his downfall as well as his upfall. Upfall. That the theme didn't ring true with the result of the episode. For real, man. They really set him up. Like, they had him juggling and doing backflips and things. And then they don't have his charisma and personality Mm. either pointed out and rejected or, like, being his downfall or being related in any way. It's just like, nope, change their minds. Blam, here's here's an easy out. You could pretty much have your cake and eat it too as well to say that, yeah, he did win, but he also faked votes. So, you know, you could almost... I suppose you could. It just... Well, I think it's... And leading into what I'd change about this episode, and, like, this is a packed episode, you know, mm. we it skipped... busy. We skipped couch gag, we skipped chalkboard. There was nothing... Oh, man, that really the, surprised all three of us. The Simpsons, straight into TV, yeah. straight into I never think they ended it was the upsetting. word Simpsons. It was, <laughs> the the si- <laughs> So, my... And I don't know if I fully believe myself in this take. Go on, I lie to me, lie a, to me. I think this is a contender for a two-parter. I agree. Whoa. No, I'm for it. Yes. It's very packed. And then you get to explore a little End bit more of the that episode, political and it nuance. turns out he's, bam, Side Joe Bob is now mayor. Yep. Credits. Yeah. And like, oh. yeah. I think this is like, I wouldn't go as far as to say movie, but like two-parter. Dude. And it's one where that yeah. you could actually remove Sideshow Bob for a good chunk of it. And have the impact felt and cronies yes. and lackeys and and doing that sort of stuff and exploring the greater impact on the town. Because I think that is the one big blank spot Elliot, in this. this is yeah. incredible. Yeah. This is incredible. Well, like few episodes sort of demand more like this. It's I amazing. Yeah. Like if that suddenly hard cut to credits as yeah. when Sideshow well, Bob turns out to be mayor, I yeah, would have spent a okay. whole fucking week. Yeah, the yeah. whole bit where he walks to the podium and he just starts laughing and they go, oh. Oh, look, look how, how happy, happy he is. <laughs> oh, and that, by the way, that acting, that laughing, oh, that yeah. der- that camera, that cartoon work, that the the shadows over his mm. eyes growing, the mm. rictus mm. smile, that was incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. I think you've nailed it, Elliot. This yeah, is what dude, needs to change dude, about this episode. I have never heard such a good answer. Wow. Well, because well, I think it also would lend itself to more of the Woodward and Bernstein, you know, yes. the deep throat Nixon stuff that mm-hmm. they were alluding to. They and mention it and do nothing with that. 
Bart finds the name A Gorilla in the phone book, and we see nothing happen with that. I oh oh okay, Elliot, I've forgotten your point already. Beach, back to A Gorilla. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Oh, there's another note of uh, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer endorsed Rudy Giuliani's presidential run when that happened. Yeah. So there's yeah. another thing. All right, we are here. Danny, do you have any other notes about this episode before we rank this thing? Uh, look, I could spend a lot of time talking about Lady Gaga versus... <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to have to leave this one. I think I'm ready to rank it. All right, BT, do you have any other notes? Oh, I have so many. Let's run through them now. Bart's got a project on... um fireworks oh yes and the visiting chinese principals are like ah bad student no no bad principal ah. all right two things i don't get so was this an indoor fireworks display yes. and what is yes. Bart getting an f4 his yes. fireworks display they didn't display for How not delivering it? on a promise yeah, yeah he promised his fireworks project was fireworks and he's got nothing <laughs> well you know he's not doing that well in math he's improving in english but his promise making skill yeah fuck his do- indoor fireworks display is <laughs> yeah. very disappointing i don't know what you don't understand Oh, side show, Bob. <laughs> I love how he almost says side show, Bob. Yeah. Like, ugh, wonderful. Um, okay. When they ask the old people what they want, they've got sleep and they've got Matlock, but the old Jewish guy has sexy deems and plenty of them. <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. Mo hands out grenades. Hey, who pulled the pen in this one? <laughs> yep. Perfect time to cut scene. Yep. Especially, yeah, spinning newspaper gag. Great cut. No children have ever meddled with the Republican Party and lived. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> Holy shit, such a good line. It's the rapture. Get Bart out of here before God <laughs> yes, comes. <laughs> before God comes. Oh, man. This is a really well-written episode. Oh, the gags it's, are tight. They're tight. I know. There's a great bit of, they mentioned the bats in the library at the beginning, and then when Bart and Lisa go yeah. there, the bats have been. Oh, yeah. right. Of course. Uh, it's a great part. There's a bit where Marge is just fighting a bulldozer with a rolling pin. Oh, my God. Like, she just fucking thumps it like she's the hulk it was that amazing is, that's a woman ladies and gentlemen yeah <laughs> yeah i hulk love the two four. strategies of defense marge wields a rolling pin homer just grips onto the side of the wrecking ball hey, oh he well this is from knocking down the house this is after the boxing episode you see mm. uh, we know he has homer before. simpson syndrome no, Shut no, up, no, 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 wibbly wobbly tiny whiny. Yeah. All things happen at once. <laughs> oh, right. Yep, of course, with the season one episode, Elliot Lisa goes Gaga. Exactly. Rules. <laughs> all episodes are now season one episodes. All episodes happen on the same day. It's just Sonny like- to his share. Ringo to the rest of his Beatles. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ringo. Ronnie to his quite- Nancy as well. That's a fucking... That's yeah, a cut. I rough. didn't write that down because I forgot about it, but uh, yeah. The belief is that Nancy was pulling the strings behind the scene. Oh, well, there we go. You can't handle the truth. No truth handling you. Yes, I, I decry s- your truth handling abilities. <laughs> oh, Will God. you get to the point? <laughs> oh, yes, all that stuff I did. <laughs> and we're going to find out who the dish ran away with. The spoon, Bart. Of course. Of course. Another great newspaper cut in this episode. <laughs> I wonder, really want to hear what the first part of that story was. Hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the yes. fiddle. N- and then what? And, so the and dish, we've run out of time. We ah, have to say it to You have to mention the dish. So yeah, you have to mention and the dish. The dish, and the dish ran, ran away with... with uh, 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 school uh, bell. School bell. We'll <laughs> let you know next week. Mm. <laughs> we won! <laughs> USA. Yeah. What's the word myopic mean? means you have a single focus. You can only look at one thing. Right. Like, Bob's verbosity it as well. It sort of means you just have one eye. Mm. Like you, except one less. <laughs> And he also refers to the motel pillows as hard and feculent. Dude, speaking of which, I was listening to the last episode of 
Thrones of Game. Uh-huh. And in like casual conversation, clearly not like I'm looking this word up and using it. Mm-hmm. Elliot said the word florid. Fucking smasher. <laughs> I don't remember that. I was like, damn, son's got a vocab. Mm-hmm. He, every now and then, Elliot really surprised me. You, right? Well, I'm like, I'm going to have to look that up. Florid. <laughs> it means like, it's like flowery. I do such. have the terrible habit of thinking I know the meaning of a word and using it lots and then finding out that I was really using well, that word wrong. That one was fucking right, bro. Mm-hmm. My biggest sin, and especially throughout the index, you could make a big compilation of it, is my use of the word conversely. Uh-huh. I always thought it meant. But in opposite to, but yeah. very much doesn't mean that. That's okay. Look, if anyone ever gives you shit about using words you don't understand, tell, ask them, oh, what does is mean? Mm. Oh, you bastard. It's the third person perspective of the word am. No, nope. ah. B. Been through this since high school. <laughs> let's is friends. Um, is. So feculent means of or containing he sediment is. or waste matter. Um, oh, gross. Oh, that's the other verbose word I needed a determination on uh what's the word interminable mean interminable it's like insufferable how was it used interminable anecdotes that's right interminable endless or apparently endless has no terminus Mm. so when bart was listening to the radio in class when he should have been paying attention to class were they all learning about apartheid i guess (laughs) well Despite Bart's objections, the people of South Africa can now vote freely in elections. It was a great cut line, right? <laughs> it really was. It's um, like the I also like how the obvious it is that he's listening to the thing because it's yeah. a big, you know, nineties radio and headset and all that. <laughs> and flames added electronically. <laughs> uh, the clarifying—it's so delicious, dude. Like this is yeah. this is the sort of excuse that gets ugly, but it also works. Yeah, mm. have you ever seen one of those commercials that's like models' hair digitally enhanced yeah. for shininess? Yeah. Like then, why did you fucking do this? My, I remember my earliest instance of noticing that was. I was in a supermarket and I was holding a box of Cocoa Pops and mum goes, oh, no, Elliot, we're not getting those. And I'm like, no, 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 I've, I've only just noticed for the first time, mum, look at this. And she's like, what? And I'm like, see, the monkey's going in the bowl of Cocoa Pops with the spoon, right? And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It says serving suggestion. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Eat a monkey every time. Yeah. <laughs> I have forgotten what we were talking about originally. The Blimpsons? Sorry, Ch- the children of the blimp. <laughs> oh yeah, also just uh, rattling off some more guest stars of this episode. Larry oh, yeah. King playing himself. Really? Yeah, R.I.P. What a yeah. what a king. Honestly. What a king. Yeah. Solid bloke. He mm-hmm. was very funny in this. He was yeah. also very funny in that thing where he was a wax head. Yeah. What the hell was that? Yeah, probably Futurama. Yeah, probably. Hmm. But Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Jerry Falls. <laughs> Man, what a great fucking guest. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and we got a little bit of Phil Hartman in this episode. Did we? Yeah, he was playing Lionel Hutz, yeah, of course. I only had one line. Did you rig the election? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> Kids help. <laughs> Kids help. I, that is a clip that plays in my brain every time, so it goes Great. right. Kids help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and can you guys guess the other guest star who was playing himself? Whoa. Doug Mulray. Clorch Barlow. <laughs> Andy Dick. What if I told you it was time for more D? With Dr. Demento. Oh, well oh, done. Weird Al well done. Yes. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic playing Bobka Babento. I have had a few too many of these delicious IPAs. They're quite good beers. But yeah, uh, Dr. Demento, for those of you who don't know, because like 
this is one of the things where Simpsons is often the only people's frame mm. of reference. Mm. So Dr. Demento, yeah. he hosted a regular radio show, like I think it was on Sunday nights, where he'd exclusively play comedy songs. Yeah. And like my frame of reference is because Dad used to know this channel and he absolutely loved yeah. it and he like they'd play it through Australian radio networks and when Dad got really into CD collecting for a time there, just got like all the Dr. Demento compilations that got pulled out over the nice. years. And a bunch of names got famous off of him, mm, including Weird Al, of course. Oh, Weird Al hugely attributes his career to Dr. Demento. Yeah, um, he's not the only one. I think even Zappa said that he was yeah. a big Dr. Demento guy. Yeah, Les Whining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did more music and less whining, fortunately. Hey-o! But no, I mean, Zappa as well is an artist that struggled to actually get airplay on regular radio Having stations. very weird it's, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's clear he would be difficult to hit the mainstream. Yeah, I Bunch mean... A stoners listening to the radio going, <laughs> baby snakes. <laughs> Watch out where the huskies go and don't you eat that little so. Yeah. And you know, our favorite vestibules as well came were made famous through Dr. Demento. Yeah, yeah. Bulbous buffant. Macadamia. Gazebo. And so on. <laughs> yeah, so I'd recommend it to anyone to like just go out and seek out those Dr. Demento compilations because yeah. like there's a bunch of classic hits, but there it's a treasure trove of like B side nice. stuff you haven't heard yeah, of. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Like Leonard Nimoy's song. Wow. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh one of the dead people was Prudence Goodwife. Dear Prudence. <laughs> That was her last name. They cut it in the Beatles song. Man, uh, what kind of a last name is Goodwife? That means there's a Mr. Goodwife for one thing, yeah. but it also means there's a mommy and daddy Goodwife yeah. coming from a long line of Goodwives. Yeah. Maybe she was actually single and she changed her name to that to, to try attract to attract a mate. Yeah, self-promotion. Self-promotion. <laughs> goodwife by name, very Goodwife by reputation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Goodwife in the kitchen, great wife in the smitchen. <laughs> So it must be time to rank this thing. And BT, it is your turn to go first. Good oh, luck. God. Oh, man. This Fucking is hell. such a... It's on the Gilver border, but which side does it fall? I know I was ready. I said I was ready to rank this thing. I am not ready to yeah, rank this thing. Um, it's incredibly iconic. And there's so many great lines from it. That said, I don't think we got a good solid room laugh. Mm. But I think it's because we know the episode so well. But then again, some of the episodes we've seen where they know the episode so well, we can pre-quote all of it. We'd still laugh when it happens, so I'm going to just go with a gold for the moment. It's a hard call. I'm not even entirely convinced myself. But there's something about it that just doesn't quite trip into that perfect essential ranking for me. No, I'm right there with you. Gold sort of feels right for a rank for me, and that's what I'm going. I think, especially you pointing it out, Shag, that they really wrapped it up, and that's kind of my problem Mm, in it. That's my problem too, man. I'm going silver. Oh, really? Yeah. Like... It was hilarious, but mm. also the whole third act was an easy way out to me. Sure. And that's a big chunk. They could have done something important there, or powerful at least, if not important. They could have done something yeah. powerful, and they just sort of yeah, dusted I, their hands and walked I away. I do love the two-parter idea, and it feels yes. like, much like Who Shot Mr. Burns, this is a big yes. Springfield-changing event that yeah. would have been great to see this play out with a bit more depth. That said, I feel like part of our ranking may be tarnished by the pure, as much as we joke, the pure fact that we've seen this play out in yeah, real life yeah, and it no yeah, longer yeah. feels like a joke. Yeah, but, but, see, that's but, kind of the... That's not its the fault, lo- to be entirely fair. Yeah, but that's the laughs that you get. And I think even like a good portion of the people that were watching this first back in the day were getting that as well, as Rush Limbaugh would be becoming popular and yeah, there were those right-wing yeah. commentators at the time. I mean, and those jokes the that were back, like, there's going to be the 
those oh. political cult of personalities. Yeah. yeah. But they've <sighs> gone from being, you know, whack jobs on local radio to being some of the biggest personalities on, you know, podcasting and shit like that. For real, man. And it's, it's a different it's, world. And it's very absurdist. But I wasn't alive in the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. I didn't see no, Reagan always, or... I've always been alive. Oh, fair I, I enough. You had fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Staying alive was about the beach. I'm just sort of saying it's hard <laughs> to compare how absurdist it was if yeah. when Reagan oh, and true. Kennedy and shit... Yeah. Well, no, I think and as reality has gotten somewhat more absurdist, like the fact that this still resonates, yeah, it does elicit the losses. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's gotten yeah. more absurdist. I think reality's just gotten faster and louder. Mm. It's definitely been more upsetting lately. Mm. But yeah, I think this was an opportunity to be an important episode mm. or like to say something with their third act. And it felt like they chose not to, or they couldn't be bothered, or they, well, they didn't little, have time, and or again, they were too, too scared too to. Man, I think they were too scared to mm. actually do something with it. You yeah, know, chicken. Yeah, chicken I mean, episode. Sideshow Bob literally pulls the plans out of his hair and just goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I did it." There's my, there's my silver. Mm. Well, wow, that was a silver. very fast cry. Let me just pull that silver <laughs> out of my hair. Done. And with that, it'll be a dull gold. This will be the second episode from season six to get a dull gold. It'll be joining Lisa's rival where mm. um, Allison and second chair and... Wow, yeah. can't wait to cover all that on except when he's not. Ah, oh, you weren't there for that one. No, I was not, but while I will be soon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> and this is a good point to plug our Patreon. Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios to support what we do, and you can unlock a bonus show at our $5 tier called Except When He's Not, where I show BT Calloway all the episodes of The Simpsons that he missed when we reviewed them on The Simpsons Index without him. It's Ooh, a I show all it. about me. I and you know it. you want it. <laughs> you know you want it. Um, Those but what soothing dulcet tones. <laughs> yeah, and regular new viewers know all our other stuff. Thrones of Game, mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. reviewing Game of Thrones backwards. It's pretty good, guys. I've been watching it. I'm enjoying it. I've been listening to it more than watching it because yeah. it's non-visual. Mm. No, the single image does get repetitive after mm. a while. Mm. Put on uh, like a media player. Mm. Mm. Close your eyes. <laughs> Give me your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, I went to... Uh... Close your eyes and I'll kiss you nice. tomorrow. I'll, I'll miss, miss you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. The is tools. Because mm. we be before. Yeah. And our scripted show, Pulp Fury Radio, as well. Mm -hmm. um, you, you all know this stuff by now. Danny, anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing of Danny's, but mm. normally the question is, hey, what have you been watching lately? Yeah. Oh, what have you been watching? Yeah, what we've what got a bit of time, into? actually. There you go. I've been watching a show on Amazon Prime called Fleabag, which is oh, used heard. to be BBC, mm -hmm. and it is fucking incredible, guys. Yeah. It is phenomenally written. The acting is amazing. It's got, like, the perfect balance of, like... Not Mr. Bean, but like that, the awkward comedy shit, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you, mm. you're Arrested Developments, you're, you're Sunny Philadelphia's, you're whatever, yeah, you're yeah. what have yous. You know what I like about it? Because I've watched it too. You watched it too? Both seasons? Yeah, I didn't like season two as much as Wasn't the first. as, but man, Because it's like, oh, one. the priest that loves me, come on, fucking. Anyway, but what I do like, she does the Malcolm in the Middle thing of talking yeah. to the camera and pretending she's so smart. Yeah. But she keeps getting undercut. It's so, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And she's so good at the little smile to the camera, the gym, the gym. Mm. Um <laughs> she's a good gym. It's like so over the top and desertist, but at the same time so real and relatable and all the pain and awkward frustration she goes through is so oh, it's it's phenomenal. B, check it out. You're going to love cool, that cool. shit, man. Yeah. But not in front of parents or children. No, no. Cuz the very first episode is about sodomy. 
cool. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Much like the first episode of Black Mirror. And uh, the first yeah. episode of this show. <laughs> Because sodomy is painless, it brings on many changes. <laughs> sodomy. I could take or leave it if I please. Dear God. Beach, what have you been into lately? Oh, man, I've been catching up on American Gods, which, God, I want to like, but I just, it, mm. But the book was great. <laughs> the book is great, and it's just the show, I, despite being well-acted, well-directed, and well-produced. Yeah. yeah. There are no missing stakes. Something. There it's are missing no something. stakes. There are mm. no stakes. I have no idea what anything means. Nothing matters. So, um, what else have I been... Um, no, I'm trying to remember as well. And besides stuff that I've already recommended, I'm just like, fuck, what have I been well, into? We've, yeah, we've like, talked about visual media. What have you guys been playing? I don't have time for that, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I live that life. Oh, we played a bunch of What the Golf because mm -hmm. we were talking about it on Ultra 64. Mm. Go check yeah. out our episode of that. Yeah. And I've been playing a lot of Ring Fit Adventure in preparation for a future appearance on Ultra 64. Yep. Fair enough, fair enough. I appear on Baby Beard, Baby Beard Media's exclusive Patreon podcast, uh, Lunch Days with Loki, where we talk about the crushes we have on fictional characters. Yeah. Uh, nice. Both Elliot and I appear on uh, different episodes of that. Uh, with the lovely Ellen hosting. So who's your crushes, guys? You'll have to subscribe to their Patreon to find hey! out. I love it. I love it. Great answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was about to spoil it myself. <laughs> it, although it's a mystery, like, to Ellen, like, the episode title always gives yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've known me long enough, man. I'm surprised you haven't guessed already. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I can guess it. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, <laughs> I'm afraid the... our, view our listening audience won't find out. I'll give you a clue. It's the... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, that's fair. The nanny from the Brady Bunch. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got it and I hate you. <laughs> it's Penny Lane from Almost Famous. <laughs> I nearly went with that, actually. Ooh. Because, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that about does it. Danny, thank you very much for joining us in SideQuest Studios again. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> and BT, thank you as always. And I had a backup. You stole my bit! You stole it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a thing. Uh... Son of a bitch. <laughs> just bear with. Line. Uh, I'm just going to throw my notebook at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Right That's in the testicles. The That's all the mustard in the house. <laughs> I you in the bet it is. I got you in the stomach. How big are your uh, testicles? Oh, no, there's a corner. Oh. <laughs> a corner in the testes. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Oh, Willie's doing uh, Scotty from Scar, Star, Scar Trek? Star, Star Trek. Yeah, Scar Trek is the cover band. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to go where no one's gone before. It Scar writes itself. Trek. Oh, I thought we were doing like an Al Pacino thing. No, no, no. Although that's not bad either. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Well, <laughs> my mind went to Jeremy Irons at Scar. Ooh. Oh, right. Lion King. <laughs> so just rewrite all his songs from Lion King and Scar. Yep. Yeah. All right. Scar Trek is a musical group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do they play? Uh, Scar. <laughs> no, but I mean like... Ah! Do they play parody <laughs> songs? They just play, like, the originals? What do we got here? Uh, from what I can tell, they're mostly defunct. This is a pretty old... So they play defunct? <laughs> Woo! Dear God. Double switch. The pistol that you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is there was a pause. Now I can run to the bathroom. And right. you've got a space you can chop. Fuck you, we're gonna fill that shit in. There was a pause.
Yeah. Okay. So what do we fill with? Fuck. <laughs> I'm Tim Colley and I'm here to say I'm going to space in a space. communist way. <laughs> uh, and now let's have a solid 15 minutes of the um, cock talk zipper. Opening cock talk. Closing cock talk. Opening cock talk. Closing cock talk. Closing cock talk. <laughs> I found a way. <laughs> it always used to, like, because I used to, like, crushing my water bottle, but mm. I'd get frustrated that I couldn't do, like, two in crushes in a row uh, yeah. to, like, do a... Yeah, really get the metal. Yeah. And it'd have to be, yeah, alternating. Yeah, that's why you can't edit, man. Your guilty <laughs> conscience may force you to vote Democratic. Democrat. I should have said something about Democratos. Snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Snitching. Stop. He's going to get us with his neon claws. <laughs>